Hey, thanks for downloading the podcast. And remember, if you want to listen live, download the iHeartRadio app, download the TuneIn app, and just search for Fantasy Sports Radio Network, and you can listen to this program live. Also, if you want to watch the video of this podcast, check us out on YouTube, on Twitch, or on Periscope, and type in, you guessed it, Fantasy Sports Network. You'll find us there. Enjoy the show, and thanks for listening. You're listening to the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Game Time Decisions. Let's roll. Game Time Decisions, a radio, red heat, and a rage. I am Gabriel Moretz. He's alongside the raging redhead, Cam Stewart. Busy program today. A lot of stuff to get to. A lot of guests joining us. Mark Lawrence will step up and in. Playbook.com's Mark Lawrence will have a cup of Joe from the coffee club. Cam Blue steps up and in. No UFC this week, uh, but Lou likes to bet on the pucks. He does. So uh, we'll talk uh, NHL hockey. Uh, I'm actually surprised. Uh, there's actually a game tonight. <laughs> yeah. One game. There's a game <laughs> in the National Hockey League. There uh, is. Tonight. Yeah. And then Washington plays. Uh, great. Good Good stuff. One, one game. No, then they one play. Game. Yeah, they start tomorrow. They moved. Uh, I guess they moved the other series is up because yeah. they realized. Yeah, well, you know, they might be listening to the show. Hey, Stooges, get it together. Well, I don't know. It's like kind of a. Seems like an obvious, obvious thing that. When you make your schedule that you have, like, I don't know, like, don't they have computer algorithms? Yeah, yeah. With every possible scenario, and they go, well, if this happens and this happens and this this happens happens. and that happens, then there's no game on that night. So why don't we move (laughs) this game over there in case that happens to protect us from this happening? That's, I don't know, that, that, that's just called, like, business management. Yeah, common sense. Yeah. yeah. They, they, they got enough an, an algorithms for FanDuel and DraftKings lineup. So, yeah, you'd think the National Hockey League would have it together. I don't know. Uh, they're still maybe on, like, a, a VIC-20 computer. Who knows? I think he does it deliberately, but, you know. <laughs> it's like the NFL schedule, supposedly randomly done. Yeah, it's randomly done. The Buffalo Bills <laughs> play five of their first seven games on the road. Oh, yeah. Random. Bills have been playing football camp for, like, uh, I don't know, what, 58 years now? They've never opened up the season with five or seven on the road. Never once before. It's like, why not? Why not? It's like almost automatic. Yeah, we're opening in Baltimore, of course. I saw we're playing the Ravens. I'm like, yeah, I'm sure it's at Baltimore, right, in week one? Of course. At Baltimore. Why would, you know, like the Bills never open up at home. It's like once every six years or something like that. It's a great point. They like to bury them. I don't know what it is. Like, they they really do. Like, you're you're already down. Like, you know, in Buffalo with the sports uh, landscape there, you're already losing the battle, and then you kick them in the balls again. Well, they could say, listen, this team's sort of up and coming. Yeah, we'll give them. We'll give them a home opener. You know, they're, they're, they're loyal fans and stuff. Off. Let's throw them a bone and let's let's just make it so two of the first four games are only on the road. No bones. You know, no, no, no. Let's you know. And Cam, you know where they go too. It's like back to back at Green Bay and at Minnesota. So, oh, that's that's a murderer's row right there. That's brutal. In weeks three and four. Yeah, great. Yeah, you get punched in the face that early. Come yeah, on. The, the Buffalo Bills open up the season at Baltimore, then they host the L.A. Chargers. Then they go to Green Bay, and then they go to Minnesota. That can't – I got to tell and you. And then they go to Houston like two weeks later. That is the worst opening five-game schedule. They, they could be like one and four. Now, I got to be honest with you. 
if the Buffalo Bills can get out of this at three and four, it's good. And like yeah. the schedule yeah. really sort of evens itself out because they got a million home games to attend the season. Tough place to play in Buffalo, especially in the winter when it gets but, cold. But you've got to absorb not being two and five. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. <laughs> so those games are tough. No, that's the thing. Like even the opener, you go into Baltimore, the Ravens at there's, home are a totally different beast. There's a game, Green Bay, Minnesota. Yikes! I think there's a game against the Colts mixed in here. Th- that would be nice. <laughs> a little sprinkle of Indianapolis, yeah. That's yeah, at at Baltimore. Yep. At Baltimore, host LA Chargers at Minnesota. Brutal. At Green Bay, nightmare. Host Tennessee. It's not wow, that, that that whole schedule is rough. At Houston, brutal. At Indianapolis, so it's not even a Colts no. in Buffalo. It's like, <laughs> not a gimme, but they then, should win that one. Oh yeah, and then it's the Patriots on Monday Night Football. Great. But the second half of the season, Cam. Chicago Bears in Buffalo. Yes, yes. At New York Jets. Winnable, but they always blow it against the Jets. By the week, Jacksonville Jaguars in, in Buffalo. Mm, that's at good. Miami Dolphins. Yep. New York Jets in Buffalo. Detroit Lions in Buffalo. At New England Patriots. Miami Dolphins in Buffalo. Nobody circles the wagons like the Buffalo Bills. So, like, honestly, if the Bills can, like, sort of linger and be 500 going into the oh, final two months of the if season. If they can be 500 going into the final two months of that schedule, things will be very good. Yeah, like, if they can navigate four and four, three yeah, and yep. five will be tough because there's not going to be a lot of room for air. And, you know, listen, I was at the game. I saw them lose uh, to the New York yeah, Jets. You and were there. Oh, that's the thing. The Jets always play them tough. And the Jets, the Jets are going to be good this year, or at least they, well, they'll you know, be better. Yeah. They'll well, definitely be better. I'm hoping that they draft Baker Mayfield. <laughs> And you hope that he starts. And I'm sorry. I'm sorry to all my friends that are New York Jet fans. You guys are good guys. But, you know, I'm really like, it's going to be a real problem for me if uh, the Buffalo Bills draft Baker Mayfield. Like a real a real problem. Like I'm, I'm not just saying this. Yeah. I didn't want the Bills to get Johnny Manziel either, but I knew they weren't going to. I don't think they'll take Baker Mayfield. Who knows? You know, but that's the best. I'm and gonna be. I'm not gonna be happy about this. <laughs> Baker Mayfield and the bandana. I, to Buffalo. This way, I might. Uh, I might uh, switch sides for a couple yeah. of years <laughs> and join the other. Uh, the other piece. Nice. The Browns. The Browns. I think the Browns are gonna be. Right. We we disagree with Sincata. I think it's, at four and a boy, half, we're we're my boy Tyrod Taylor over there. Yep, now. exactly. I think yeah. I might get a Browns jersey, Tyrod Taylor. You have a Jim Brown. You have a Jim Brown Browns jersey, but uh, yeah, add it to the collection. Yeah, I also have a Brady Quinn Browns jersey. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> it's kind of like my. Uh, no, no, I you, didn't. You, I didn't you, buy I mean, it. I didn't. No, buy no, 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 no. It was a gift from some people that we know. I'm just. No, saying, no. I had. Uh, we got. Yeah. We got all 32 NFL team jerseys uh, for. For uh, for like a studio setting, so yeah. like we'd hang them up on Monday Night Football. Yeah, the two good. teams playing and stuff. I still have most of them. I gave away the New England Patriot one because I really just hate the Patriots. For sure, that much. you don't want to look at that. <laughs> like, there's a few teams where I'm like, yeah, you can have it. Like, it was clam chowder. I was oh like, yeah, and, yeah, that's a nice, and he can frame it and or you know wear it, do whatever he wants with. He is Mister Patriot. He is he is the man. I gave him a Tom Brady Patriot. Nice. Yeah, I bet he appreciated that too. That's a really nice gift if you're a Patriot fan. Well, he <laughs> took me to a Raptor game courtside. Whoa. You know, he paid for the tickets. Nice. You know, I figured, hey, listen, I'll give him this Tom Brady. Uh, Top Brady jersey. So, yeah, I do I'm have a pretty quick. I'm thinking over under of jerseys. I will admit. Even from I've seen it here, I just want to guess. I'm thinking just from the NFL alone, like I'm looking at a, a, a Canadian jersey. I think you got about 65, would you say, 65 jerseys? 
Probably more than that. Really? I, wow. I'll say it over. Yeah. Uh, that's that's the number I'd set. That's, but, just, uh, that's just like a few bags and stuff. You just see a few. <laughs> you of haven't, seen the, haven't seen the storage locker either. I have jerseys. I don't know I have, Cam. <laughs> you know I, I wish mean? some of them would fit me. Like some of them I bust out. I'm yeah. like, oh, I totally forgot, man. I have an Atlanta Braves baseball jersey. Like, a, <laughs> It's like, oh, yeah. You know what? And I do have a gold. I have a gold mine of my cool jerseys. That uh, we're in a storage locker in Vegas. You got them? Yeah, now they're in Denver with T-Bone. Oh, T-Bone's Picked up good. the contents. Nice. Yeah, I got to speak to him. Storage about Wars. He got your locker. No, no. Those are my heavyweight jerseys. My Warren Moon. Houston nice. Ash- oh, Houston the, Earl, the Earl Campbell. Uh, no, I don't have a, no, no, I've got Warren Moon. Oh. I got the baby blue Warren Moon. Beautiful still. I've got my official Vladimir Guerrero nice. uh, jersey, like the official one uh, with the stitching and all that. And I've got... Uh, my Walter Payton jersey, Beautiful. the official old throwback that I'm a big fan of, actually. Big fan. The only jersey that fits me is my Brian Urlacher jersey I won at a bar. I left Vegas in a hurry. I couldn't take everything. <laughs> see ya. <laughs> so I got to go. Yeah. Who's, who's paying for the locker? I gotta, yeah, exactly. I got to go. <laughs> I just put it in a locker. All right, I'll see you later. <laughs> Hundreds of dollars later. So, you know what, though? The Brady Quinn jersey. I always like the Browns jerseys. And it's funny because oh, the Browns, simple. they want to change them and stuff. And people are just like, stop screwing with them. Go back to the original. Just stop putting lines on them and different yeah. tweaks and stuff like that. Uh, but I will admit, Cam, that I did believe that Brady Quinn was going to be uh, good in the NFL. I thought he was going to be a good quarterback. A lot of people did. He was horrible. Yeah, I didn't just really think horrible. he got a full chance. But ultimately, he did in the end. He did. I thought he was another victor of Cleveland. I was like, you kind of gave up on him a little bit too quickly. But see, no, no. We, we picked up Brady Quinn at the end. You know, he was like the other Notre Dame quarterback that was actually pretty good in college, but he was a big bust, and he went to the Seattle Seahawks. Rick Meyer. Rick Meyer. I have a Rick Meyer jersey. doesn't fit. <laughs> it's kind of like a baby tee, you know? Like, yeah, it's a, I bought a Rick Meyer jersey. Hey, Rick Meyer, though, was the NFL Offensive Rookie of the Year. When he came out, he came out gunslinging. And then after that, his he career really was an absolute nightmare. Then the Bears tried to salvage his career, and then it went. It got even shittier. So I was talking, um, I've been talking a lot about the draft. I was on Twitter. We'll talk a lot about the draft today. Mark Lawrence actually did a mock draft. We'll go over it uh, with him. I got a couple of interesting more props uh, that we found. You got to shop around at this time of the year. But Basically, Cam, I, I've been I, I've been saying this all the time. You see these big line moves and stuff, and now Baker Mayfield's really steaming to be the number one pick in the draft, which is, is that's positively that's ridiculous. Insanity. He's not going to be the top pick in the draft. But the number is, like, really moving because of it. And it's all because of the media. So I saw an interesting uh, tweet today. Brandon Bean, the general manager of the Buffalo Bills, yep. said that um, they the Bills are so secretive about their draft plans that he won't even tell his 15-year-old kid. His 15-year-old son keeps asking him, so what are you going to do, Dad? What are you going to do? What are we going to take? Who are we taking? And his son's like a football junkie, and his son made a mock draft and yeah. made a list of players. you got to do this. And he won't even drop him. So what? So Jason Lackenfora knows, <laughs> but, but Brandon Bean's wife and kid don't know? I like, like he's not leaking anything to anybody. All right? Nobody knows. It's all media and then these numbers change because of the media. And it, uh, it's amazing to me. So speaking of the media, I found uh, some of Mel Kuyper's uh, big um, draft pro- proclamations uh, over the years, uh, Kim. Nice. So uh, just for the record, let's go back to a 1998, 1998 uh, draft. Um, this, this was a famous draft, of course. You had Peyton Manning. Yep. You had Ryan, Ryan Leaf. Leaf. 
Uh, Curtis Enos, remember Curtis, Curtis Enos? Curtis Enos, yes, from uh, Penn State. All right, so, yes. uh, yeah, the number one overall prospect, according to uh, Mel Kuyper, the guy you need to take first overall, yep. Andre Wadsworth, defensive end over Flor- uh, Florida, Florida State. State. That's I remember Wadsworth. He had him ranked number one overall, Charles Woodson two, Peyton Manning three, Ryan Leaf four. All right, 1995, Kajana Carter could be the next Bo Jackson. Oh, my God. I remember I got a Kajana Carter rookie card. I was excited. 1998, Mel Kuyper. Packers drafting Matt Hasselbeck in the sixth round is a waste of a draft pick. Great career. <laughs> Almost a Super this Bowl is champion good. here. This is more modern. Mel Kuyper, 2012. <laughs> Uh, you know, like after the draft, when the experts do the yeah. grades. Oh, yeah, the, yeah the, I, the grades are the best. Yeah, Mike Kuyper, Mel Kuyper, C-minus for the Seattle Seahawks after they draft Bobby Wagner, Bruce Irvin, and Russell Wilson. Yeah. C-minus. C-minus. We'll take that draft. C-minus. 2007, Wes Welker's not worth the second-round pick. I don't care how much work ethic he has. He's done nothing to show that he should be taken this high. <laughs> 1991, has Dan McGuire ranked higher than Brett Favre? Oh, I know about, I know the Dan McGuire era, buddy. In San Diego State. What a nightmare. I lived in L.A. in those days. He was a hell of a quarterback in college. In college, actually one of the best. Yeah, yeah. What, 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 well, you know, he could throw a good bomb. He was also 6'7". Six, six, yeah, was he 6'7"? Six, yeah, 6'7". Six, no, he might six, have been eight. You're right. No, I think he was six, bigger eight, than eight, that. Six, he was, nine, yeah, yeah, like he was almost a 6'10", I thought. But anyway, yeah, but that was, he was a can't-miss guy. Was, there was never a tall quarterback like that before. Yeah. And that was sort of – he was sort of the case in study where yeah. you're like, man – Tall quarterbacks, kind of, it's kind of a problem. Right? It's a big problem because <laughs> they reach back and everyone yeah. hits the ball out. And yeah, yeah. So, all right. So uh, Dan McGuire better than uh, Brett Favre. <laughs> Nineteen. Uh, we're going back a ways now here. Nineteen eighty-eight. Chris Spielman, one of the greatest linebackers ever to play the game. Four-time Pro Bowler. Uh, career cut short due to injury. Um, taken 29th overall. In 1988, Mel Kuyper says he's a fourth or fifth round talent. I can't believe he rated Dan McGuire. Ladanian Tomlinson uh, rated 25th best player at the 2001 draft. 1990, said Andre Ward would be a dominant NFL quarterback. I liked Andre Ward. Ranked Aaron Curry as the top overall prospect in 2009. One of the biggest busts in Seahawks history after Dan McGuire. Aaron Curry from Wake Forest, thanks. 1993, Achilles Smith is going to be a great NFL quarterback. Incorrect. 2014, Johnny Manziel will be the number one pick in the draft. I'm sensing a recurring theme. It's the same crap. It's unbelievable. Yeah, exactly. You almost feel good about it. Baker, yeah. So, but the funny thing is, the line moves because it is crap. It's hilarious. Listen, I've been wrong before, but my whole point is not to throw Kuiper under the bus, but my whole point is he doesn't know what the hell he's doing. Exactly. He knows the players. I'm not saying he doesn't know football. He knows the players, but he doesn't know where they're going or how successful they're going to be. And if he was such a great evaluator of talent, he would be in the NFL. You are right. He would be a scout. That's a big misses, though. I like this one. Said in 1998, Ryan Leaf's attitude will be a great asset to NFL teams. (laughs) 
like it's getting now. Like that's like Whoa. you can you know we couldn't have like we we couldn't have called him out. We said yeah. Ryan Leaf's got a good arm, you know yeah. maturity Tough issues, kid. you know maturity issues. No 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 no. Mel Kiper, such a great evaluator of personnel. Ryan Leaf's got a great uh, great attitude, <laughs> great asset, great great attitude. Uh, as a rookie, when he nearly killed a reporter, correct. Get the fuck out of my face! Well, we made we made some mistakes before. I'm actually with you on that one. I thought Ryan Leaf would be a better uh, court, uh, pro than Peyton Manning. I well, was people, definitely people wrong. Do forget. I, I, that's also the Washington State as, bias. As, as a Michigan fan, as a Michigan Wolverine fan, that was the year we won the national championship and we beat Ryan Ryan Leaf in Washington State. Yes. Yeah, and I remember going into the game. Not you know, I was a little. I knew we were going to beat Washington yeah. State. You're better, you had better athletes. I, you know, I was I was pretty confident. Michigan were a damn good football team that year. But Ryan Leaf was good. Very like, good. He was a good in college. Yeah, and showed and up in just, big games. Yeah, like there was actually a debate who to take, him or Peyton Manning. And it's funny, though. Like now, Cam, when you hear there's a debate, Josh Rosen, Sam Darnold, Baker Mayfield, Mayfield. and there's a debate seven years from now, it's going to be as laughable as this. Of course it is. You know what I mean? Great Baker point. Mayfield will drink himself out of league, league or like whatever, and he'll you know he'll be a big bust. Watch, then, watch Lamar Jackson be the best out of the yeah, ball. Yeah, seven years from now we're going to be man. Remember when we were debating whether this guy <laughs> or that guy would be better, and this guy's a Hall of Famer, and the other guys are out of the league. And I'm not throwing any of these guys under the bus. No one knows. It's it's not an exact science. God, this no. stuff, right? They're throwing darts. Yes. They're throwing darts. You are basically throwing darts. And yes. To me, that's why I don't like Baker Mayfield. Because if I'm throwing a dart, I'd rather throw a dart at a uh, at a dartboard that doesn't have all the, uh, like a bunch of baggage in front of it so and, I can and, hit the dartboard. And bandanas. Yeah, bandanas <laughs> and baggages. Yeah, in front of the bullseye. Stupid bandana. I hate that bandana. Bandanas suck. Did you know that you can listen to this show live on the award-winning Fancy Sports Radio Network? Listen on the iHeartRadio app, the TuneIn Radio app, or download the Fancy Sports Radio Network app. The Fancy Sports Radio Network is the only totally free, 24-7, 365 Fancy Sports Network of its kind without a subscription. Check out YouTube Live on the Fancy Sports Network YouTube page and participate in the program in there, where you can ask questions, discuss the topics with other fantasy enthusiasts, or tell everyone that you disagree. Call into your favorite show and ask your question. The number is 844-84-FNTSY. That's 844-843-6879. The Fantasy Sports Radio Network, your free fantasy source, 24 hours a day. Time decisions, Red Heat and Rage, Radio Fantasy Sports, Radio Network, NFL Draft Countdown is on. They're expecting nearly 300,000 people in Dallas this weekend. 300 freaking thousand people. That's a lot of people for the draft, man. I like to be in Vegas for that. It's like 299,000 yahoos booing yeah. players yeah, that yeah, they've exactly. never seen me play. When you lived in Vegas, did you go to the draft parties that they had there? I went uh, once a couple times with Blessing. I happened to be no. there. Good times, good times. I met uh, um, uh, wide receiver Mike Pritchard. He used to play for the Seattle Seahawks <laughs> and the Atlanta Falcons. Great guy. Great guy. Like Mike Pritchard. Always came through. Uh, you know who's a great guy? Uh, Mark, Mark Lawrence. Lawrence. Great guy. Great guy. Lou from Gamble is a great guy, too. He's going to be uh, joining us. And... Uh, a really great guy who unfortunately won't be joining us um, anymore, a regular contributor to our program. We talked about it. Uh, Dave Malinsky unfortunately passed away. But the silver lining is he had a great life. Uh, he passed away 
uh, doing something that he loved, um, and which was uh, hiking and being in the wilderness and documenting the Bristol Cone uh, pine trees. Um, but uh, not many people in the industry uh, were as close to uh, to Dave as uh, Mark Lawrence uh, was. And uh, Mark, my condolences uh, to you. It's been rough on uh, on everybody in in the gaming community and in the uh, the horticulture community as well, and just pretty much everyone that met Dave. I mean, he was one of the more popular guys. He could run for mayor. Uh, Vegas, I think, and giving uh, the good ones a good, uh, good run. Goodman's a good run for their money, but uh, I know it's tough for you, Mark. My condolences. Uh, but the show goes on, and I tweeted out after that I thought the best way we can honor Dave is to beat the book and to be smarter gamblers because he joined me once a week uh, for you know every week for 16 years, and that was always the message: bet smartly, bet wisely, have fun, and beat the book. Well, that's a great message, Gabe, and uh, yes, he is going to be missed dearly, you know, not only by the sports gaming community, but everybody whose life that he touched, because he was genuinely the salt of the earth as, a, as far as a person goes, and uh, uh, I had done a show in Vegas in a tribute show to Dave, and I just, all the stories and the thoughts, I just couldn't recollect and get them all crunched into into that short period of time. He was just that, you know, that great of a person, and uh going to truly be missed and you mentioned about that's a great way to remember Dave Alinsky by beating the book and uh you know, I'm working on a university project to help people become better gamblers, and Dave was going to be the dean of that university. He was he was really enthusiastic about working the program, and uh, so he will now be the dean emeritus, if you will, Dave Malinsky, but uh, he will still be a part of that university. Yeah, and not just, you know, oh, to beat the book, and uh, but, you know, to, to bet smartly, to understand what you're doing, and uh, to just think about the big picture. That's one of the things I'll take from him, that he would always remind me that betting on sports is um, it's a marathon, not a sprint. You know, that was one of his lines. It's, a mar- it's not a sprint. It's a marathon, this stuff. You know, uh, one story I'll pass along real quickly about Dave uh, that I had in conversation is uh, one thing that I remember uh, vividly remember is the time I met Billy Walters, and uh, it had been when uh, Billy was just hired Dave to work for him, and the, that's how much he respected and thought of Dave Malensky. It was a 60th or 70th birthday party for a common friend of ours who was a uh, high roller, big gambler, just like Billy Walters was, and so Billy was going to be at the 70th birthday uh, party along with Dave and myself. Billy goes from San Diego to Las Vegas in his private plane, picks Dave up. They park in a small little airport in Georgia. So there's just the four of us at this birthday party at this table. It's me, Malinsky, uh, my friend whose birthday party, and Billy Walters. And I was just absorbing it all like a sponge. It was just a, a great evening. And I made the comment, I says uh, to Billy Walters, I says, uh, Billy, I says, when is it do you ever buy points? And Dave looked at me like, with daggers in his eyes, like, what are you asking a question like that for? And uh, <laughs> Walters responded to me, he says, son, he says, I don't buy points, I manufacture points. <laughs> <laughs> so, I guess Billy, yeah, Bill, Billy, uh, Billy's not a big fan of the teasers, I guess. Huh? <laughs> no, <laughs> no, not at all. <laughs> not at all, but... Uh, I, I remember uh, that, two no, weeks ago, I was shocked, Dave, had a parlay. He yeah. wrote him, he wrote, he had a, he had a parlay it was a baseball watch, parlay. Yeah, Washington right. Wizards on the money line and a baseball oh, parlay. And I was like, very undave of you. And he goes, well, once in a while, you know, I'll do, I'll do this. <laughs> yeah. 
yeah, he was he was quite an individual. You know, and what an eclectic personality and a group of friends that he had. I mean, the friends in his in his life, you know, they were rock stars, they were Scientologists, they were sports handicappers, uh, they were degenerate gamblers, uh, professors. I mean, he just he covered the whole gambit, and everybody related to him because uh, he never looked down at anybody, uh, and he always wanted, as you mentioned, uh, as you as you said, Gabe, he wanted to teach people. He wanted people to learn how to be better in life, just to enjoy life. And uh, that's what he was all about. Learn more as a whole. You're right. Yeah. Like, he used to ask me a lot of questions all the time, not about sports and stuff, but just about little things. You know, what what about that? How did you do this? What you know? What happened there? Tell tell me about the show and tell me. You're right. He was a very curious person. That's why he was so smart. He actually listened. Right. He would ask questions and he would listen and he would soak it all in. Well, his sister tells me uh, when they lived in Pennsylvania, uh, their family, he says Dave was reclusive to the point where he almost lived in the basement. She says to the point where uh, we were out in the yard with the neighbors, and uh, Dave comes out of the basement near the yard, and the neighbors <laughs> the neighbors made the comment, we didn't know you had a son, you know. <laughs> he was always in, the, <laughs> always in the basement studying, reading. That's, you know, <laughs> that's what he was all about. He, was just, he just absorbed life and uh, just lived it to the fullest. All right, so uh, rest in peace, uh, yep. Dave uh, Malinsky. And it's funny, I think about him really often, uh, obviously, but, you know, just little things in sports that I know we would have liked. Like Bartola Colon nearly, uh, when he was missing, I remember Bartola Colon nearly threw the no-hitter. I was like, man, this is something Dave would have loved to write about, you know, and over at SBR in the Daily Column. He definitely would have been on that. And, you know, even with the NFL draft, breaking down the quarterbacks and uh, – like he just, you could tell he just he enjoyed it. He never mailed it in. He enjoyed it. Good point too. He never talked down or to anybody. He respected the high roller as much as you know the the cocktail waitress at uh, at the casino. So uh, Mark, as far as tonight uh, is concerned, uh, National Basketball Association, man, it's kind of kind of weird. We got four games, two of them at once, and then two of them at once again. What do you make of uh, this? You're originally a Clevelander here, so you've got LeBron James, who looked like they were kind of on the ropes a little bit. But as you wrote in the coffee club, LeBron's never lost three games to a team in the first round of the playoffs uh, before. And I also believe that the NBA, you know, they the Pacers missed a bunch of shots, but LeBron James is calling timeouts when he doesn't have the damn ball. <laughs> um, you know, like, <laughs> You know, like Jeff Green and Lance Stevenson get tangled up. Yeah, they both hit the ground hard. And, of course, oh, it's on you, Stevenson. What about Green punching him in the stomach when he got up? Like, let's not let's be real. Cleveland is getting the calls here. I think Cleveland wins this game tonight. But what about the point spreads tonight, Mark? What do you make of the NBA card? Well, I'm here. I think they win this basketball game, but I don't know if they can win by seven. And uh, we called it out in the coffee club this morning that uh, if you look at Indiana, what they've done in round one of the playoffs, when they're off a home loss, they're 13-0-1 to the spread. So they bounce back real big, have the Pacers in games off a home loss in the playoffs. The Cavs don't have to win by seven here, and Indiana has their number. They just stick to this team like glue. They won't go away. I think this game will also come down to who scores last in the contest tonight. Mark, Gabe and I were talking about the Raptors, and that's another team very similar. Like, we're just, you know, they're tied right now. Very scary. We talk about the playoff pass. Uh, not very good for these guys. And Washington's starting to get momentum. And looking at your uh, numbers in the coffee club, Toronto, a horrible ATS record in the playoffs after a straight-up loss. 2-2-9-1. Two, two, uh, kind of makes me think, uh, I agree, like Washington might be hanging around in this game. Kind of like the same situation. I think the Raptors might win, but the Wiz might cover. What do you think? 
yeah, you have to ask yourself if Washington is going to or Toronto is going to step up and play a complete game here uh, in this game here tonight. And until they prove they can, I don't see that. Uh, you know, they've not, as you mentioned, have shown signs of bouncing back off of a loss. They've never been good laying points in the postseason in the playoffs here. And Washington's playing a little bit better brand of basketball right now. I got to grab the points with the Wizards here tonight. Seven looks pretty tall to me. Uh, playing devil's advocate on the uh, the Washington and the Toronto series. The fact is, the home teams uh, yeah, are four dominated. Yep, the home teams are four and zero against the spread in this series, and you know it's no surprise. Look, the Washington Wizards have now won eight straight uh, home playoff games. The Raptors, best uh, best team in the NBA at home uh, this year, they barely covered in the first game, then they got it done in in somewhat more, a bigger fashion in game two. But it is hard to trust the Raptors here, laying the seven. But I think there's. I think people have sort of abandoned ship on the Raptors a little bit too quickly here. That's just my opinion on this one. I think the Raptors play well uh, tonight. The Houston Rockets in a bad trend situation. I thought last night San Antonio would roll over. Golden State would, you know. And Golden State were up by 13 going into the fourth quarter. But San Antonio showed some heart. uh, And they didn't quit. And they cut the lead all the way down to two or three, actually, with a couple of minutes left in the game. I don't know if Minnesota have the same heart, but Houston haven't been a good double-digit home favorites this year. No, they haven't. Uh, you know, they've really, really been terrible doing just that. If you look at what they've done this year, 25 times a home favorite, only seven times have they taken down the money here. And this is a nice spot here for Minnesota. When I say a nice spot, I'm talking technically out of the database, given the fact that when teams come in off bad beats like they are, they're up at 19-point loss. They generally tend to come back with a much better game. Sometimes the opponent plays down to their level, especially laying 12 points in a contest like this. I could not lay Houston minus the point here tonight. I can only look at taking them if I play this game. Mark, we're talking about the Jazz and Thunder, and i got to tell you, Oklahoma City, when they put this team together with Paul George for Westbrook, are thinking, wow, we're contenders now. These guys might be going out there. Seems like a short price, two and a half, but i got to tell you, Paul George is probably going to be leaving this team. It seems like Westbrook's better when he's a one-man gang, and, uh, you know, it, it seems short, but I almost want to take Utah because just watching Carmelo and that team play, just the emotional collapse they had in the last game, it's hard to back Oklahoma City even at minus two and a half. It's a short price, but... Uh, the Utah Jazz have been playing some real nice ball. Yeah, you have to give them their credit. Utah has really, really played some good basketball down the stretch and in the playoffs here as well. But you have Oklahoma City off that embarrassing loss as well. And they started to run on the same track tonight that Boston did last night, and that being Game 5 at home. You're off back-to-back losses. You need to win this basketball game. You know you, you know the record of teams that win Game 5 in the playoffs in a 2-2 even series here. They win 83% of the time. A key game here, I think, for Oklahoma City tonight, much like Boston, I think they'll get the job done some way, somehow. Yeah, that's an unbelievable number there. Game five winners in best of seven series is in the NBA that uh, are tied 2-2. Um, game five winners go on to win the series 83% of the time, wow. including the last 10 times that it's happened, uh, courtesy of the database in the playbook, including the Indiana, as Mark mentioned, 13-0-1 against the spread in round one of the playoffs, coming off a playoff home loss. Cleveland Cavaliers just 11 and 27 and one against the spread as home chalk uh, this year. So NFL draft, and I'm taking heat right now on Twitter 
uh, Mark. I'm not a Baker Mayfield fan. And, <laughs> I, you know, as I stated, I think there's more flags around this kid than there is outside the United Nations. And, I like that. You know, like, I don't know how many more warning signs there needs to be with this guy. You know, I just – and – even from an athletic standpoint, I don't like him as much. I like the other four guys better in Lamar Jackson and Rosen and Allen and Darnold. But the NFL, you know, there's a lot of rumors and stuff, but the NFL GMs do a good job of really keeping things close to the vest. And I really think there's going to be a lot of surprises tomorrow. There's sort of a consensus, oh, Sam Darnold's going first overall. Now there's a rumor Baker Mayfield's going first over overall. I'm not ready to buy in, man. I'm not. I think Josh Allen... I think if Cleveland takes a quarterback, it's going to be Josh Allen. I'm not even sure they take a quarterback. I think they might surprise everybody and take Saquon Barkley. But, man, this is a really unpredictable draft. Well, if I'm the Cleveland Browns, I have to ask myself, what do I want coming out of this draft? I'm sitting here with number one and number four, and what would I want after the dust settles? If you ask, if you're the Cleveland Browns and you say you want Saquon Barkley and you want uh, either a Darnold or a Rosen or uh, an Allen, you have to make sure that that's how you draft. Uh, if you don't take Barkley first, the New York Giants are likely to take him with the number two pick. So it's a question of whether or not the Browns want Barkley, who many say is the best, most talented player in the draft. I kind of think they're going to go Darnold, the safe choice in this draft here, and I agree with you 100%, Gabe, about Mayfield here. Right now, he's the hot talk. He's the talk that everybody's got moving up the ladder here. A year ago, if we're having this conversation before the college football season began, it was said that Baker Mayfield would not even likely be drafted, let alone moving up into the number one or number two slot of this draft. And you have to ask yourself if the, if these NFL GMs don't see a six-foot Heisman winning quarterback with all kinds of off-the-field problems being another Johnny Manziel. And then because of that, I don't think you're going to see Mayfield. I think Mayfield's going to fall rather than move up in this draft. Mark, I like what you said, too. I didn't know. Never never in the history of the NFL, four quarterbacks drafted in the top ten. But looking at your mock, you actually have five going in the top 15 with Lamar Jackson going to Arizona there. Let's talk a little bit, bit of baseball. Mark, I wish people got the coffee uh, early in the morning because a nice trend with Samarja. 0-5 against the Nationals. The Nationals are off to a, a nice start in that game. And you got some interesting notes, too. I can't believe short and sassy Jason Hamill, not Dorothy Hamill, 0-9 in <laughs> April. That's bad news for the Kansas City Royales and cheese tonight against the Brew Crew. Yeah, he's clicked his heels and he can't hit. He click his heels. He just can't make the heels hit each other. <laughs> Nine straight failures in the month of April. Uh, kind of kind of sad for him uh, that way. And uh, also, you look at Oakland uh, Graveman the same way. He's lost six straight times in April. So you know maybe these trends don't hold up. But what did they tell you as far as pitching goes in each given month? That pitchers they'll pitch well in certain months and other months they won't. There's no way in the world I could look at Hamill here tonight, uh, especially in the role that he's at here uh, in this being. Pre- the way he is tonight as a favorite, having lost nine straight games in April. Mark Lawrence, playbook.com uh, with us. Uh, Mark is also one of the uh, covers.com experts uh, over at uh, covers.com. He's got a free baseball pickup uh, right now. Zach Greinke versus Jake Arietta uh, tonight, uh, Mark. 
Yeah, I'm always interested, uh, Gabe, in pitchers that are aces on staffs that uh, were dogs to non-aces, if you will. That is the case with Granke. Anytime he dogs up to any any pitcher, who's, uh, maybe arguably, I don't know if you say Arietta is the ace of the staff of the Phillies. I don't believe so. I think his, his days are better days are in the rearview mirror. But you've got Granke here, another great pitcher in the month of April. He's 10-3 and three on the road. His last 13 starts in the month of April, and he's also beat Philadelphia seven of his last nine starts, three in a row in Philly. I think the wrong team is favored in this baseball game. So, Mark, uh, we've got about a minute uh, left here before uh, Florio hits the music, and he's very uh, militaristic about it. <laughs> once in a while, he goes to the bathroom. You know, <laughs> once, once in a while. And I'll cut him some slack. He's got to go up to, uh, you know, he's got to It's a go. long journey to the can. Yeah, you know, he's actually got to walk up a flight of stairs and stuff. <laughs> so uh, we'll, we'll, we'll give him that. And there we go. Ah, there we go. You. But, uh, Mark, we hope to see you uh, in Las Vegas at the Golden Nugget uh, for the IFBC Year 2 Conference this year. Uh, it's going to be in Las Vegas. I didn't know that, Gabe. It's good news, and uh, I'll catch up with you on that. I look forward to doing that with you again this year. Yeah, that's right. In Vegas, Golden Nugget. Ooh. All right. Um, Have you ever wanted to have a fantasy expert in the palm of your hand? Or better yet, in the pocket of your khakis? Well, check it out. Now you can. It's the Fantasy Sports Radio Network app. Download it now to your phone. We promise no weird viruses, no strange tracking things. Just 24 hours a day, seven days a week of pure fantasy knowledge dropping all over your head. It's the Fantasy Sports Radio Network app. Stop being a weirdo and streaming it online. Get it on your phone. Take it with you everywhere you go. We got a full slate of baseball going on right now. Yep. Astros are up on the Angels 5-2. Mariners leading the White Sox 4-3. Can't believe the White Sox are losing. <laughs> if I were to tell you that I'm on the White Sox, you of course you'd believe me. But everything else is going are okay. You on, are you on the pale hose? I really need them. Man, dude. you just like them because you like Hawk Harrelson or something, man. Like you No, they're you just need... in a good spot, I think, today. It's only four to three. It's okay. We got we got we got six outs left. I I have a firm the belief Sox, they'll come back and uh, the, the White Sox blow it. Are never in a good spot. <laughs> Colorado Rockies, they're up 4 yes, nothing. Yes, I'm, on, the I'm on them, too. I just don't take uh, loser teams. Well, of course, the Nationals uh, right now. Of course, they're winning. Yeah, yeah, they, they didn't win last me. night. Yeah. Of course. I, Two I, nights in a row, no, they've cost me a parlay with the Dodgers. Last I, night, it was plus 177. Yeah, I me, too. Won. I was on the exact same thing, but I'm on Nationals right now because I just have a feeling they get it done today with Scherzer. The Detroit Tigers are uh, lead, uh, tied with the Pirates, doubleheader, 2-2 two, two right now. Uh, Jordan Zimmerman, a gas can. Not, no, not a good start for uh, Jamison Tyon. I remember the last time Mio Tony had him on uh, draft. Kings, he got he got absolutely torched in that start, and now uh, the Tigers got got some early runs. As we say that, the t- uh, Pirates yar just a two run jack two two in the bottom of two 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 two. Real Madrid gets it done two one. Yeah, stays under the, the live betting number. Good gets stuff, the, buddy. Bayard uh, Bayard Mutic total was two and a half in the game. It was minus two hundred to the over. It, it they got to two. It was a little bit of sweat shop to get to three. Yeah, we played an in game under four and a half. Parlayed. With the Toronto Raptors, Raptors, which I do believe uh, are going to win. People have abandoned ship on Raptors already. I'm not abandoning a ship. I'm just 
you, when you look at the numbers, it's just a little bit scary to lay seven, but you brought up a good point. At home, they absolutely decimated Washington. Thing is, they got to control. I, I don't know which guy you, you got to control. Beal fouled out the last game. John Wall's going to do his thing, but uh, I just tell you, Gabe, just down the stretch in the last game, the Raptors looked really, really bad, but you're right. At, at home cooking the should Raptors, be a little bit different. The Raptors won game one by eight. They won by game, game two by a lot. They won game two by 11, although you know Washington scored yeah. a bunch of late points to make it closer. Then they lost by 19, and then they lost by eight. Mm. So, in other words, tonight the Raptors are going to win by seven or eight. It's going to be right, right where the spread is. Yeah, it's going to be right around the yeah. number. I've been pretty good with this series actually, and even though I'm a diehard Raptor fan, I didn't bet the Raptors on Friday night. I was concerned, and yep. we have to note: listen, the Raptors are uh, now six, six and fifteen against the spread on the road. This Raptor yep. team in the playoffs. Like over the years, like yeah, DeRozan, they, exactly. Lowry, Casey, etc., Valanciunas, they're not a good uh, road team in the playoffs. It's not a shock that they lost these games, but uh, the Raptors are a dominant home team. They're now thirty-six and seven on the year. They have the best. Uh, they're tied for the best record in the NBA at home uh, with the Houston Rockets at thirty-six and seven. Yeah, totally different team at yeah, home. You can't, you know, you can't, uh, you can't underestimate that. Got to yeah. tell you, though, like, just, just you know, it's one of these things that they seem through, like, fighting through the calls. Like, when DeRozan goes up there, hey, a lot of the time he's not going to get a call. They got to fight through this stuff, Gabe. You know what I mean? It's like, That's the thing. Like, look at the referee. You're not going to get it. They're the Toronto Raptors. They're not LeBron James. They're not going to get those calls. So the sooner they DeRozan, realize that, they're going to do better. DeRozan hasn't played well. No. He's had one good game. Statistically, it's okay, like, fantasy-wise when you add it all up. But he's, he's not taking games over. Nope. He's missing shots, as you stated. He's handling the ball a little bit too much. He's, he's fighting. He's, he's scuffling through this right now. Doesn't mean that it won't click. Now, don't forget, you know, he scuffled in the game I went to, game one, and then in game two he went off. Exactly. 37 points. I wouldn't be surprised if he goes off tonight, if he sort of gets back into that groove. Uh, he, scored, he, he, scored a, uh, yeah, he scored 35 points in game four, actually. He was on, yeah. But it didn't feel it like did, it. did, yeah. No, exactly. It didn't, like, you know, the yeah. Last five scored, minutes, the last five minutes. You know, he, he hit a couple of threes, but he missed a bunch of layups. layups. He missed, he's missing a lot of shots that he normally hits. Like, he scored 35 points, but he was 10 for 29 uh, from the floor. Um, DeMar said, uh, I took some shots that I wish I could have back. But it's uh, just my mindset going out there and being aggressive, wanting to win and wanting to feel like I was doing whatever it took offensively to push us to a win. See, they're just trying to grind through this right yep. now. A positive sign tonight uh, for the Toronto Raptors will be Fred Van Fleet. He's going to play? Well, he, uh, he, he participated fully in practice. Yep. And they've had a couple of more days off now. So I think that Van Fleet should be expected to contribute uh, a little bit. Uh, He'll tonight. be huge, too. Yeah, give Lowry uh, a rest for a couple of minutes. Also on DraftKings, a very good price. I think Van Fleet's listed at $4,000. And uh, you know what? That's pretty, pretty. Uh, you might want to throw him in your lineup it's there. Just due to a minute situation. Yeah, we, that's we, the thing. We don't know the full minute situation. So. Uh, uh, NHL, we'll get back to the NBA. NHL tonight, there's just one game uh, this <laughs> evening. Well, I don't say that sarcastic. I, I mean, there, whatever. there is one game. Yeah, well, it's one game. Yeah, there's one game, but it's a game seven. So, you know what? I don't have a problem when there's one game and it's a game seven. Yeah. You let the game seven breathe and take center stage. Yes. Uh, we'll see, though, if they screw up again, Cam. If that was just an anomaly yesterday, if they like, if they have games on TV every day for the next couple of weeks again, I'll, I'll cut Batman a little bit of slack. Um, when I say that, I have to because he's a midget. So, <laughs> slack. 
Gary Putman. I'm not gonna. I'm, I'm not gonna cut him any slack because the fact yeah. that Pittsburgh. I'm just, I'm just saying, yeah. like, as long as there's games on, like they figure it out. It right? just makes no sense though, because Pittsburgh and Washington is going to be an amazing series. Yet they're going off on Thursday. You put that game to Friday as the lone game, which makes total sense with Ovechkin and Crosby. You throw up the Jets in Nashville with the Sharks and Golden Knights. I understand you want to have East and West, but it makes no sense because. Washington just finished their series a couple days ago. These other teams have had over a week off. Well, we can bitch all we want about the it's NHL. Just, uh, it is Let's it pick is. a winner for tonight's game. Take, taking a shot with the Leafs, Gabe? This that, is a that really plus 150 tough. looks really intriguing. Remember the last time they went to Game 7 up against Boston, too? Don't want to go down that boulevard. Four to one. What lead. are you going to do? You Mental play collapse. You put two hundred bucks on the least to win the series at like plus four fifty the other night. Yeah, I might just or let plus four twenty five. Remember, I told you before how we all do dumb things. I, I don't want to bet against the Leafs. I think I'm going to let it ride. So you're just going to let it ride. Yeah, why not? I know it's not the. It's totally gambling, well, it's but only you know two hundred bucks. Yeah, yeah it's, it's, not, it's, not, risk. it's not like I got two grand or anything like that on if it. You want, if you want me to make you feel a little bit better, I can tell you that Tuukka Rask is five and twelve in elimination games. You got any more good news for me? Actually, I, to be honest with you, I know you've been great with the totals. You've been hitting uh, the totals in the NHL, but tonight, five and a half. Uh, this is why I like the over in this game, because if something happens, early goalie pulls. Yeah, it's, it's the the series is getting rough, too. There's going to be a lot of penalties. I actually believe the over at uh, even money, over five and a half, plus 100 is a good play, because I could see some goals tonight. Right. If you want to... Uh if you want to uh, put uh, this in your pipe and uh, and, and smoke, smoke it, it, yeah, look, put it in the pipe, please. Yeah, Frederick Anderson is uh, 13, uh, 13 and four now all time against the Boston Bruins. Ooh, I like it. He came into this ten and one. Nice. So he's two and two now. But, well, the, the pressure. Excuse me, three and three now. Three and three. Yeah, yeah the pressure. Three, three, three. So yeah, it's like I said, thir- thirteen. Yeah, thirteen and four. Exactly. The pressure's like on Boston. The, the Toronto's got it. Boston it three Bruins to one power play. One yep. for nine over the last four games. Yep. They were five for ten in the first two games. I don't think we can overstate the uh, the importance, the difference that Kadri makes. Coming back to the defensively, team. damn yeah, that's right, the that's the thing. He's not, not like going to get you. No, no, he covers but, their best players. Yeah, but the thing is that the Leafs are not. They don't have a lot of grit. The Leafs. They got a lot of young kids and star sort of offensive finesse. Great guys. point. Great point. They their don't defensemen that. aren't physical. They don't really have like who's one guy have, that nails you. Like they don't really have anybody. The two toughest guys on the team. Are Kadri from the offensive players and Polak, who's a stay-at-home defenseman who just yeah. hurts people. And you said it. Like Gardner, Gardner's a big kid. Yeah, no, Rylan, but they're, no, but they're but offensive. They're not, yeah, Him and Morgan yeah. Riley are offensive. They're You're not talking. mean-spirited guys. Kadri yeah. is sort of like yeah. Marshawn on the. On he the is field. not as he's good. not as good offensively, but, but good defensively. Yeah, but he's just sort of that son of a bitch pass that's going to hit you. He's going to forecheck. I agree, hundred percent. You don't have as much room on the ice when he's there. It's a big, big difference. And another problem it is another problem for Boston is their secondary soaring. It's gone, right? Like picture like the Leafs cam, sort of like, you know, dude, you see their playoff beards. It's like stubble. Oh, I know. They they're kids. They're Mitch Gardner gets I can't even drink in the United States. I went in, I know. Like he can't, he can't drink. Like he's you know, he's underage. <laughs> so you got all these kids like Kadri sort of it's like these kids get into a bar fight. Kadri's sort of the one guy that's all right. I've been here before. Yeah. I can handle. Don't this worry, guy. Mitch. I'm going to yeah. step in and boom. Yeah, like Kadri's <laughs> been a scrap before. He's exactly. not. He's not scared of anybody in the NHL. Like Kadri, he's not intimidated by anybody. A lot of the league players, they, they're young, dude. They ease up going into the corners. They oh, like, I know they, they do. You know what I mean? And even, they sort of poke their stick in. They don't really get in there. They don't like. And even their veterans, Marlowe's never been tough. No. He's a he's a tough guy. Thomas Buchanan's is a. Uh, uh, yeah, he's a guy wears a player. Yeah, <laughs> he wears a turtle. Nothing wrong with that turtle neck. <laughs> no, nice turtle neck. And JVR, the same thing. He's a power forward that doesn't hit anybody. 
Without yeah, Kadri has been the difference All maker. Right, so you I can said make it. you feel better about this. Oh, you already have, but I'm, I'm, I'm just telling you, at plus 150, I feel now, a hell of a lot ba- better, now, too. Now I'll remind you that the Toronto Maple Leafs have not won a uh, postseason uh, series since uh, 2004. It's been a long time. 14 years. Oh, I know. <laughs> <laughs> it's been a real long time. I can't even believe it's been 14 years. Oh, it has been. Yeah, they're playing with house money The Leafs tonight. have not gotten out of the first round of the NHL playoffs in 14 years. Correct. They actually haven't gone to the playoffs a few times, too. There were some yeah. lean years there between uh, 2004 and 2017. I'll tell you, man, like Boston, they're, they're shitting themselves a little bit. They had the series in check, man. They were up 3-1, to one, and now... Anything's possible in a game seven. I'll tell you, Toronto, they, they, they've had success in that building before. They've scored goals in that building before. And I love your point about Kadri. Yeah, it changes this, everything. This is unbelievable. He's though. a guy that wants to mix it up. You know that in 2013, of course, I don't have to remind you, remember when they... I was there the interviewing four, a horse at the end of my uh, yeah, the, the, night. Yeah, the one, uh, They blew the 4-1 lead and all that. <laughs> I'm so pissed. But I, didn't re- I don't recall this, but Toronto actually won game five and game six to send it to yeah. seven. Yeah, I know. I know. It was believable. The four to one game and uh, just piss it. that team's a little bit different, but uh, yeah, that's still that curse game. I'll never forget that night, man. I was going to go from like a, going to a hot tub party with people to uh, yeah, I told you interviewing Mister Red as everyone left Maple Leaf Square. It's a real tough t- night. Listen, it's a real toss up tonight. Bruins should be minus one seventy. I can't believe I cashed out of my stupid. I'm sure you did parlor. too. I'd really like you to be they riding the wave with me. Yeah, and it's funny. I wouldn't be hedging tonight. I just let, be it let it let it ride, baby. Yeah, I got to turn eighteen dollars into two hundred and forty-two. That's nice. That's always nice to have uh, extra extra money in the pocket. <laughs> I cashed out for twenty-four. Oh God, really? It was twenty-four bucks? <laughs> can't even get can't even get twelve back. They uh, were down three-one. Yeah, they were. And I wasn't getting the feeling they were coming back. Uh, I know, Gabe. I know. And I, in fact, so I hate that cash out button, though, because you know things. Because the thing about it, though, in the seven game series, when you're down three to one and you win that other game to make it three two, it's kind of like, okay, we got faith, we believe. And then they came back, and then you're at home. That's the thing. You win one game on the road, you get game yeah, six yeah, at home. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, I'm not going to tell you about that. I don't like that that cash out button. See, it's like crap. It's evil. It's like you keep on. You're going back to it. It looks so good and shiny. You can turn it off. Turn it off. You could like deactivate you know it. It's time so it's to, just not there. You know what? I got a feeling it's time to deactivate it. Like I could deactivate it or I could tell them like take it off my page. I think you should. I don't want it. I no. don't want to see it. What do you how do you feel about that? Uh, but you're gonna be in a situation in an NFL oh, game. Course. Yeah, you can't deactivate it. No. Sounds like a good idea now. But. Live live in game is a it is a torturous it it, it really a, is it's a drug, bro. You, you know it and is I gotta like be, anything else. I gotta be honest, like it yeah, it really messes with you. Because at times what I've done as well is I've cashed out sometimes. I bit the bullet. I'm like, yeah. man, I gotta cash this game out right now. I gotta sacrifice like forty two dollars or something. And, you know, instead of getting three eighteen back, I'll take the two sixty right now. You need that extra because, fifty bucks down the line. Because I wanna roll it over on a live in game on Correct. something else. Or I'm so greedy what I'll do. <laughs> <laughs> it's honesty, no, it's a, I it's did a, it last night. I'm so greedy. I had a three-team uh, NBA parlay, and uh, it hit at one book, and I had it at Bet365 with a live cash-out option. And it was rolling, dude. Like, uh, Philly won, Boston won, Golden State were up. Yep. So I, I could basically cash out it. For almost full price. Yeah, near. So I cashed out at near near price to load up on the in-game of the Warriors. So I'm sort of trying to, like, I took the money out to put more on, because I look, and it's, it's fitting, actually, that uh, I put the money out to a moron, and the word is moron. Moron. Because I sort of look at the profit. I'm like, man, I'll get this if I don't cash out, but if 
I cashed all this out and rolled it over on the in-game total right now, I'd actually triple the money. And that's that's where you can get a little bit of trouble with this no, live in-game yeah, stuff. Yeah, that's the thing. The bottom line is you basically, like, you're buying a bicycle at the start of the night, and you purchase a nice shiny machine that can get you around town, but you think about turning that bike into an automobile. And that's uh, hard to do in one night. So like a lot, a lot of things a have to go. When's the last time you rode a bicycle? A bicycle? Uh, like a, a real bicycle? Yeah, when's the last time you rode a bicycle? That's a great question. Probably, I, I'm thinking about like probably five years ago. Like my brother's, like a, just like a little kid's bike. Like I mean like a real adult bike. I don't even know if I, maybe a decade ago. I do not have a bike. I'm thinking. I used to have a wicked mountain bike, a Marin, man, and it got stolen because I'm, I'm an idiot. I went to a party and I left it not uh, unattended, and uh, some grifter just found a really nice mountain bike. But I bought it stolen, I think, too. So what comes around goes around. <laughs> Once when I was a t- when I was a teenager, my girlfriend had some like fancy like ten speed whatever. Yep. She didn't want me to take it. I borrowed it, and uh, I actually forgot it outside of a store. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, easy to forget about. Like I was drunk. Like, <laughs> yeah. yeah, I walked into the store. I'm like, yeah. Yeah, right, right. I'm like no, no, yeah. When you have I saw someone outside the store. I was drinking a beer, like the old days, brown paper bag. Yeah, yeah. I was outside, this like outside the liquor store. I'm talking, like, smack the people. Hey, what's up, guys? Hang out all day, and I walked home after. And then basically, yeah. I sort of sat down and was like, Oh my god! I was like, Oh man, shit! Bike, it was gone. Oh yeah, it's definitely gone. Because we used to back in the day. I got it. Yeah. I got oh, yeah. it. <laughs> she I must have it. lost her mind. I got it back like two days oh, later. Oh, nice. You actually cracked down the person. That's amazing. Dude, I had to buy it back. I put word out in the hood that, uh, listen. <laughs> it's my girlfriend's bike? No, yeah. It wasn't like uh, whoever stole my bike, I'm yeah. going to kill you. It was like, listen, the bike got stolen. No questions are being uh, asked here. I just need this bike back. And this was like 1985. I paid 50 bucks. <laughs> I was like, listen. I got fifty bucks because I knew, man. It was I lived in the neighborhood, so it wasn't rocket science. You're gonna run into the it wasn't that someone bike. from the rich neighborhood from across town that came and stole the bike cap, right? I so get it. I sort of went to the park right after. I was like, all right, listen, <laughs> I know because it was typical, right? I knew these guys used to always just take bikes from outside the stores, so they were all sort of uh, they were kind of muttering, and then like the next day, next day, the old days beeper. Like, oh, yeah. Oh, pager. My, my, yeah. Oh, my, my, pager. my pager went my off. pager went I off. Love, yeah. I got to be honest with you. I love pagers. Bud Park said, yeah, hey, the bike's here, man. Bike's here. It's 50 bucks. <laughs> I'm a big fan of pagers because pagers basically told you, you got back who you wanted to get back oh, to. Pagers way better than cell phones. Oh, God, yeah. Pagers are like, I, I, you know how many wicked things you could do? Like, the pager was the key to all parties, to everything. They really should bring the beeper back. It makes total sense. Nobody it would be like just be a better is, version of it. Yeah, the pager rocked. Nobody listens to voicemails anyways. This way, you send the, beep, the number. You look at the number. And, uh, Do you, I want to deal with it? You call back or you don't. I think the beeping, they tossed. They, 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 threw, they screwed up because you know, yeah, they now they need out of the bus too quick. They quickly. did. It's a great device. Beepers were great. You said it, though. Bikes got stolen a lot back then outside of stores. We didn't lock them up. I'd go to a garage party. Uh-oh, there goes the bike. God. Oh, that was vicious. Yeah, Bike Bikes after was big, big, big 20 years ago, 30 years ago. Still a big market. Yeah. It was, though. If you're playing daily fantasy basketball on DraftKings or FanDuel this NBA season, you need to sign up for Daily Roto. Built by a team featuring millionaire maker winners and live final champions, 
Daily Roto's customizable projections, podcasts, strategy guides, and lineup optimizer will help you compete with the pros in a fraction of the time. Better yet, you can save 10% off using the promo code FNTSY. So go to dailyroto.com backslash premium to learn more about their product. You're listening to the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Game Time Decisions. Game Time Decisions. Red Heat and Rage Radio. Thanks to Mark Lawrence for joining us on the program. NFL Draft. Now a little more than 24 hours away. We've got some props. We'll hit some props a little bit later on in the program. Let's bring in Lou right now. Gamblu.com. Lou. Lou. How we doing, gentlemen? Talk some NHL hockey. Uh, You're going to kill the music now, Florio. (laughs) Hit the music. Let's go, Lou. I don't know. I would have been all right talking over the yeah. music, but it seems like the music's so heavy or something. Yeah, it's yeah, like the yeah, line yeah, shaking yeah, and everything. So I'm like, all right. There we go. This is why I'm hot. This is why we're hot. Now, we'll save that for the 6 o'clock hour. For the DFS hour, yes. Yeah, we'll save, save that one for the 6 o'clock hour. Let's bring in uh, Lou. Yeah, if you're going to bring in Uncle Louie, you got to bring in a little Bob Marley or a little Ziggy Marley. But you get none of this uh, modern stuff. Let's get real. I, I pictured I picture you as more of a Frank Sinatra type. But yeah, uh, do, Bob I mean, Marley's good. A little, little, little summer wind will do you right, too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Nothing wrong with, uh, with Frank, the chairman of the board. <laughs> The chairman, the chairman of the board, the chairman of the board. So, uh, Lou, no UFC uh, this week. So we'll talk some NHL hockey. Uh, there is the fight uh, finally, man. What's the thing with the, this heavyweight tournament and Bellator and what, stuff? What, like, what Mir and Bador? Yeah, yeah, like I don't know, man. It was announced like two years ago. It feels like it's like yeah, I don't know. Like until it actually happens, I never really believe these fights are ever really going to happen. I watched that channel. Literally, it's the same two commercials about my father was the Zodiac killer. Mir versus Bador. <laughs> like, it, and it's on a loop, on a loop. Because I watch Bar Rescue with Tepper. It's it's honestly, it'll drive you nuts. Tapper. Um, <laughs> Tapper. So yeah, Fedor, Fedor, and Frank Mir. I don't know. I haven't done it. I haven't dug into this really yet, guys. I'll be honest with you. I I want to see what Frank Mir looks like. I, you know, last time I saw Frank Mir, I don't know, it was probably about six weeks ago or so, and he sort of looked pregnant. Like he he's did got that kind of punch. Well, thing. Uh, yeah. he's big, but yeah, like the steroids have worn off, and you know, he's an older man now. But he's still a very large man, and he's still a yeah. very smart, smart fighter. And he's a, he's so much bigger than Fedor, and Fedor, quite frankly, is not. I mean, like, really, I'm surprised that the number actually isn't bigger. But anytime, like, you can't say, oh, man, it's a lock, man. Frank Mir is only minus 145 against Fedor, and Fedor got beat up by Fabio Malinato, and, you know, and Fedor's a smaller dude, and Fedor is a smaller guy for a heavyweight. But... It's not the type of thing that I can trust to put $1,000 on, is it, Lou? Listen, the the UFC is starving 
for heavyweight talent. They're gonna, they're about to hold another toss, and any guy can fog a mirror and is three and zero is going to be invited to go out to Vegas and be in the house. And and so you now you got this circus. I, I don't I, I don't trust <laughs> the gaming integrity of this fight. There's no way Fedor has a chance. Amir comes minus one forty five. I mean, you know, God bless the whole organization, but I don't pay any attention to it. I don't trust the integrity, and I won't bet it. Wow, strong words. There's a story. Chris Weidman. Weidman's coming back here too. Yeah, the UFC is so star for heavyweights. How does Bellator even have heavyweights there? They're they're total refuse. And and you're right. I mean, one thing that never leaves you is your ability to understand BJJ. And for that reason, Mir should be minus 345 over Fedor. I, I smell something in this fight. I'm not accusing anybody of anything. All I can tell you is I won't watch and I won't bet. Well, the thing is here, the thing is, so it's in it's in uh, Illinois. So it's yep. in Rosemount, Illinois, right outside of Chicago. So, the, you know, the, we have Illinois uh, Illinois judges, uh, refereeing, bodies, governing body, et cetera, but... You're right. When you talk about Bellator, and this fight's probably not going to go the distance, but it's Bellator. I mean, weird things happen in this company, and there's always people thinking, oh, they wanted that to happen. I think that might be a little bit overrated uh, here. Honestly, Frank Mir really should be able to win this fight. I mean, Fedor Emelianco is 41 years old. Um, you know, he's 5-1 and one in his past six fights, but he really hasn't fought in anybody. Uh, you know, Frank, Frank Mir... Frank Mir really is a, a smart fighter. I don't really see how he, he screws this up, man. I'm, I'll bet on Frank yeah, yeah. Mir, but I, I'm not going to go crazy with it. If there was a fight on the street, I'd be right there pulling Mir money out. But because it's entertainment and that organization, uh, or I should say it like this, any other organization but, but the UFC, it's the only one I'll wager on. Uh, so because it's not the UFC, no way. There's just no way. Lou smells a rat, Gabe. Be careful with the, the Frank Mir monies there. Well, forty-five betting, betting on Bellator is like yeah. betting on the CFL compared to the NFL. You can yeah. make money on it. You got to be careful. The thing is, when it come when it comes to these big, when it comes to these big sort of, like Lou said, not circus. I don't know if this is a circus fight. I mean, they're not fifty-one years old yeah. or anything, but gimmicky fight. Yeah, gimmicky, or at least. I mean, they're they're a television show. Yeah, it's, it's not a, really yeah, a it's fight. A production. League. It's a yeah, production. Yeah, television and they're show. They're doing right? entertainment, and so with entertainment, they got to get ratings. So you know, God bless them. I hope they do well. But you know what? If I they if do I'll get ratings. I'll read ratings. They do get ratings. If I wanted, yeah, I'm sure they do, but not for me. They do get ratings. Yeah, it does. <laughs> it does do me. well. I mean. <laughs> Some of these freak fights, you know, get like two, three million people tuning in, which is larger than the UFC, actually. Uh, the thing with Mir, a 770-day layoff <sighs> for Frank Mir, the longest of his 17-year uh, uh, career. And that's crazy considering something, considering the guy nearly killed himself on a motorcycle and it was out that he wasn't even out for 770 days. That's a long time uh, not to fight. You know, Lou, that is a long time. So he's also he's two and six in his last eight fights. I, I, I'm unwavered. There, this is this is Mir is a brand new lawn boy, and Emilienko is spring grass. This is a this is a freaking complete and total whitewash. 
<laughs> All right, Lou. So game game seven. Here we go. Game seven uh, tonight. Um, and what were you saying about Chris Weidman, Cam? Yeah, he's got. Yeah, there's a story that, that he said he was basically still young. Big things are coming. Uh, he's coming back. That's that was the big story. And this has what to do with the Bellator Fedor Mir fight? No, no, I was just talking about mixed martial arts. But yeah, no, I'll talk to Lou about uh, pucks because, like me, he likes uh, dogs, big dogs. Hopefully, with the uh, big, big pooches with rabies Chris, tonight. Chris Weidman's yeah. done. Yeah, Chris Weidman. Yeah, he's done. He's done. Well, he thinks he's coming back, but whatever. Uh, they, Lou, let's talk about the, the Leafs and Bruins tonight. Uh, Toronto. Uh, plus 150 in this game, winning the last two, man. I know you, you're like those underdogs in the total five and a half. Where are you leaning uh, with this one game on the slate tonight there, Lou? Well, I have some futures positions on the Bruins. And and at the time I took the Bruins, my belief was that they were the deeper team and they play from the goal out. Uh, that's still my belief. That's why I like him in Game 7. Uh, Anderson can surely do jumping jacks. There we are, back to the calisthenics, man. Uh, Anderson will have to stand on his head in the net, and he could well do it and promote Toronto to a win. But the but in my assessment, Toronto's a year away because they don't have a defensive core. They've been making up for their defensive core with Freddie Anderson, who played poorly in the first couple games. So there's tons of pressure, I think, on both goaltenders. But the deeper team is Boston. Now, you have some uh, open nerves in this game because in 2013, these two teams played in a game seven in Boston. And into the third, it was 4-1 Toronto, and Boston won in overtime on a Marshawn goal. 5-4. So there's some open wounds here, and granted, uh, Babcock wasn't the coach, but there's three or four Toronto players that were still on that team, and there's about seven or eight Boston players that were on that 2013 team. So there's history here, and it makes it even more passionate, and I can't wait to watch it. It's going to be a wicked game. I was going to tell you guys, though, for Boston, one of the biggest disappointments, Lou and Gabe, Rick Nash. You go out and get get a guy like him, but it's always Bergeron and Marshawn and stuff. Like, when is this guy going to be a power forward? Yes, I did. Actually, for for him on that Boston team, I did. Rick Nash still had a little gas in the tank. He's He's like like Chris Weidman, Cam. Too old? Done. (laughs) Weidman actually not what? that old, but Nash is still he still has glimpses. He just yeah, doesn't do not, it consistently. Yeah, but he's not an offensive guy. I mean, he's playing he responsible to, he defense. Um, their number one line needs to step up. I mean, basically they've got twenty three points in the wins and like zero yep. points is in the losses. I agree with Lou's analysis here. I think the grit's going to be the difference here. The Leafs they need you know we'll see if they bring in a Drew Doughty. The Leafs need to get better. They need to get better defensemen, and they also need to get a little grittier up front. Just one or two guys that can just a little tougher yeah, to get units. through the playoffs. But I think Boston's grit will be the difference uh, this evening. I think Tuka Rask will step up uh, tonight, and the home ice uh, will be the difference maker. So The, uh, the, depth, Fa- of Bo- the, the depth of Boston's grit, because I think they got more of it, and I think you're exactly right. But Kadri, who is the grit for Toronto, is back. He was one of the three that played in that game. I look yep. for him to have a really strong game. This is going to be an epic game, and I don't think it's going to be any easy game. I look for goals, contrary to what most people think. Uh, the only shot Toronto has is to put some 
put three or four goals up. And so uh, the, the five and a half is too low. And everybody's betting it, which is perfect because it's going to offer value on the over. And this this one, there's going to be they're going to fill the baskets up tonight. And if there's a goal difference, you never know. In an elimination game, sometimes coaches pull the goalie with two, three minutes uh, left. Yep, early hooks. Unless you're John Stevens. And, 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 <laughs> I know. You, you just know. keep him in there. Uh, I won't <laughs> let that one go. <laughs> no, you won't. Well, you're, you're like a pit bull with that one. Enjoy watching Vegas play, <laughs> Coach Stevens. Uh, speaking of which, the Sharks, uh, the Sharks, they're too much in Vegas, man. Yeah. Uh, I don't even know how I feel about this, but I guess I can't get upset. I, you know, it's funny, though. You know, first they put a Vegas uh, Vegas jersey on the yeah. Statue of Liberty outside of New York, New York. Yeah. Now they actually have like the Statue of Liberty like holding a shark. Oh wow! <laughs> <laughs> like crushing a shark. Yeah. So um, yeah, so we got Vegas Golden Knights and the San Jose Sharks. Man, these two teams haven't played forever, but they're finally going to start uh, this series soon. Uh, Sharks and Knights. Who do you think's win? We got five minutes here, Lou. So we'll blast through the three series. Uh, the series prices: San Jose Sharks, Vegas Golden Knights. Golden Knights are minus one thirty-five. Winnipeg Jets and the Nashville Predators. The Nashville Predators are minus one forty to beat the Jets. That's going to be an awesome series. And it's a joke that these two teams are playing each other yeah, in the second stupid. round. Another reason Gary Bettman's an idiot. Uh, the Pittsburgh Penguins and the Washington Capitals. This line surprises me. And I know exactly where you're going. You would have made the Penguins, what, a, a buck 50? Well, it's just unbelievable that we have the two-time defending Stanley Cup champions. They carve up, you know, they go through the Flyers. Here they are. The Penguins get no respect. They have the best player in the world in Sidney Crosby, and they're only minus 115 against the Washington Capitals. So what do you think of the series prices, Lou? Uh, I think the Caps and the Pens is warranted. Uh because you got Malkin and Hagelin. Hagelin is, yeah, he doesn't score goals. He's a big part of Pittsburgh. This Pittsburgh team ain't the team from last year. And I, I, I hate to say it, but, I mean, what a great spot for the Caps. And you get them in the series plus 105, plus 100. Really, really like the Caps. They're under the radar. I think it's like taking right Peyton team. Manning against Tom Brady. <laughs> you know, they might win like one every four times. Thing is, though, the Caps, since they got Holtby back in instead of Grubauer, things changed for them big time. Yeah, I know, because they've never had Holtby yeah, in the yeah, past. Yeah, I mean, he's playing Holtby's good. A big, Holtby's a big factor. And let's remember last year when they beat Holt, when they beat Holtby and company, it was Flurry in that, not Murray. So there, there's some changes here and some nuance. And Pittsburgh is a different team. I like Washington. I think Vegas rolls. And I also think that uh, Winnipeg is, is, is the same as Toronto. They lack in the defense. Yeah, I give an edge to uh, that big, huge, young rookie in net over Rene, but the defense is the difference. And the, and the uh, Nashville defense is six deep, two, three lines of two. And there's only one line for Winnipeg, and they're not that great. I, I think Winnipeg goes through a learning lesson here. I don't know, Lou. I was, I was actually looking at Winnipeg as a dog, and just I got to be a little bit concerned because Colorado was one of the weaker teams coming in. And um, I hate to say it, they did a lot of things against Nashville. Rene, especially on the road, let in a lot of goals, and uh, they just don't look like the same Predators to me. Aren't you a little bit concerned? Because, hey, yeah, you got by Colorado, but until like the really the last game, they didn't dominate. Colorado was in every game. I think those are those are great points, and I I think that Rene didn't play good. 
and Nashville was sluggish, and I, I think that they are feeling the effect and the weight of expectation. Um, but, but this is different now in the second round. I think they've been shocked a little, and recency says that the Preds look slow and, and lethargic and that Winnipeg can't be touched. And for that reason alone, I look to go against that trend. Man, hell of a yeah. series, Winnipeg and Nashville. I think I'm going to take San. I, I'm, I love you, Lou, but I, I don't know. I'm looking at San Jose, going, oh man, the Sharks. Are, I want to. I think they can beat Vegas, don't you, Gabe? Where are you on Vegas? It's a tough series. I was of the belief that Vegas would get worn out as the playoffs go yeah, on they because they're fresh. an undersized team. But they 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 cruise past the Los Angeles Kings, even though they won four games by one goal. Yep. This will be tougher, but I sort of see the same thing happening again. I bet you San Jose will just be a day late and a dollar short in these games. They'll be close a lot games. Of two to ones, one nothing overtime, Vegas, three two. Vegas yeah. will end up beating. Listen, San Jose though are faster team are. than the LA Kings are. The Kings aren't getting any younger. They're an older team. San Jose, I just you know, I'm not getting in front of Vegas right now. I mean, Vegas are rolling. No, and, yeah, and and Flurry is Flurry's playing with a chip. And how great would it be? Uh, to, uh, to me, the storyline is Flurry in the Capitol. Oh, that's been against Flurry. Lou, Gambler.com. Thanks, Lou. Thanks, guys. Have a great week. You too, Lou. Game time decisions. Red Heat and Rage continues. We'll take a look at these uh, NHL series prices a little bit more in depth. Talk about tonight's NBA games. Get you caught up to date as far as the Major League Baseball scoreboard is concerned. Have you ever wanted to have a fantasy expert in the palm of your hand? Or better yet, in the pocket of your khakis? Well, check it out. Now you can. It's the Fantasy Sports Radio Network app. Download it now to your phone, we promise. No weird viruses. No strange tracking things. Just 24 hours a day, seven days a week of pure fantasy knowledge dropping all over your head. It's the Fantasy Sports Radio Network app. Stop being a weirdo and streaming it online. Get it on your phone. Take it with you everywhere you go.
big night in downtown Toronto tonight. Toronto Maple Leafs playing game seven. That's in Boston, yep. but the Raptors host the Washington Wizards. Toronto Blue Jays play the Boston Red Sox. Boston Red Sox down the street. Great game last night. What uh, a game. But they're having a big street party. It's too bad the weather sucks, but the weather always yeah. sucks. It so. does. It's bleak again, Gabe. Bleak. If you're bleak, you're bleak. Um, <laughs> it's very bleak. Um, it is bleak. It's not freezing up, but that's nah, not great. So, it's, it's raining. So basically, they they you know the the Toronto Raptors will bring Tony Sincata in uh, right now. Um, yeah, so the Toronto Raptors have uh, an outdoor uh, party every time they play. It's pretty cool. They have a giant yeah. screen. It's a big screen. They have the sound up. They actually sell beer and stuff. It'd be cool if you could bring your own, but yeah, of course, yeah, of course you can't bring your own. That'd be a dream. They're pretty. Spot. They're very militant about it too. They are. Yeah, like there's security <laughs> and like they you can't. You know, you could sneak stuff in, but but if he sees you going into but your yeah, bag, it's not like a random street party. Like there's security and stuff. And my point is, I just saw a live shot. So tonight it's crazy because you got the Toronto Maple Leafs playing a game seven. The Raptors are playing. TFC are playing, playing the Concacaf exactly. Champions League final, and you have all these games. So they set up multiple screens. So it's pretty cool, man. They're gonna have the soccer game. The basketball game and the hockey game all going on. Brilliant out there at once outside. And the Jays. No, because that's all by Rogers. So, <laughs> uh, different owner. Because there's one that's owner right. of the soccer that's, team. That's a good but, point. Uh, not bad, eh, Tony? Like for for a for an ownership group, like better than like maybe better than like MSG and like what Dolan's doing. They got a team. They got a soccer team and a championship game playing in Mexico tonight. They got the NBA team and the Raptors, and they got the Leafs in Game Seven. There's a big party, but I noticed, man, there's like 40 cops, man. Yeah, a lot of. And, like, it's still early, so there's not a lot of fans there yet. Man, I've never seen so many cops down there. And it obviously because there was an attack in Toronto a couple yeah. of days ago. But, uh, man, I'm getting tweets. And I see people on Twitter and stuff. And, you know, I, I, I'm going to stop following you or block you if you're sending me this crap. That I'm getting, Tony, that the, uh, the attack in Toronto was a false flag the other day. Never happened. They're all actors. Oh. There's no blood on the street. I'm getting, like, serious tweets. Hey, Marenzi, what do you think about this? And they're like, you know, how come there's no blood here? And how come this? And how come that? It's like they give conspiracy theorists a yeah. bad name. Like, they really do. Like, these these idiots with this, everything's fake. And, oh, yeah. Yeah, I know. It's it's all fake. You know what I mean? Like, I don't know Like I don't know much, how much realer it could be. But, exactly. man, that stuff pisses me off, Tony. It, it, you know, it, it's insane and it's crazy. And I think one of the things you need to do is you shouldn't do this. But if you're really one of these crazy people, just uh, go by the house of one of those victims that were killed and see how they're dealing with it. And then you'll know whether it's real or not. And it's crazy. That whole Las Vegas thing. Right. There's so oh, many yeah. stories the about second that. shooter. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. The second shooter through the second floor window. So when, when they magically repaired the window yeah. two seconds after Tony, like it's, uh, it's idiotic, man. Listen, Kennedy, you know, shady stuff. Yeah, we don't know. You know what I mean? There's questions about 9-11 that people uh, that have, have, you know, there's legitimate questions. You know, there's police officers with the NYPD are suing because dynamite went off. Yep. There are legitimate questions to be asked. But when when something happens for real, like, you know, all the Parkland, crisis, everyone's a crisis actor now. Everything's fake, fake, fake. Like, it's insane. I'll tell you what, it's sad for the people that are involved that lost lives. And, you know, like, I, I can't even imagine how they could keep their social media accounts. They're suing Alex yeah. Jones, actually, the uh, the parents of the Sandy Hook, because uh, they repeatedly stated that it wasn't true. And 
So and, yeah, and they said, yeah, but we're going to actually yeah. put our money where our mouth is. Yeah, I you're sued. I don't want to go down this road. I'm yeah. just, you know, it's ridiculous. I saw the cops. I'm like, why are there so many cops outside the Raptor game? Then I realized, oh yeah, yeah, they're you know, there's a heightened alert uh, type of deal. And then, you know, and I'm like I said, I see this stuff on Twitter, but, man, people are stupid. Society has I, never been dumber. I used to walk through uh, every – when I worked on Sirius XM, I used to walk through uh, Times Square every morning at about 5 a.m., right? And there's 30 police officers out there full gear with shotguns, right, um, <laughs> um, machine guns. And it's about 10 people out there. Uh, but that's, that's, the, that's the world we live in today. And then it's kind of a crazy situation. It's a bad situation. Yeah, you uh, go to MSG, man. There's guys that, with, like, serious guns everywhere. Exactly. Like, yeah, that's crazy. The, the new world that we live in. And like yep. I said earlier, too, to these wannabes. And, you know, this guy wasn't a terrorist, Tony. You, you hear what his, his reasoning was? Like, the, the, the motive? He's an incel. You know what an incel is? Yeah. A voluntary virgin. He claims he's a voluntary virgin, and uh, he thinks uh, people shouldn't be having promiscuous sex, so he decides to run over a bunch of old people. Like, that makes a lot of sense. No no sense. I maintain the cop should have shot him. I'll tell you what. It's always a problem here with the mental stability of a lot of people walking around uh, the earth. And you, you walk around, take a look at people, and you could actually wonder why this doesn't happen more often. Yeah, I, I, I say the same That's thing all the time. Point. I say it all the time. I'm amazed people don't snap more. You know, these are the jackasses online <laughs> on the message boards. <laughs> all right, so um, Las Vegas Golden Knights are minus 135 against the San Jose Sharks. Tough series. San Jose played well yep. in, in the first round, but Vegas are just on a roll right now. And it's amazing, doesn't it? That Vegas shooting feels like it was forever ago. And yep. that happened days before they dropped the puck to start the season. Exactly. And we, don't have I mean, en- we don't have enough information on that thing. That's the one thing I don't like is how we let these things get away. You know what? Why don't we hold the police or whoever's in charge of this investigation accountable and yeah. to get us more information or fire them and get somebody in there that can do Well, the you know job. what it is in Vegas? Because you're right. You're right. They open up the door for this stuff. Because they were shady with their time descriptions, right? Yep. You know, was the guy, were the cops in the hallway for 18 minutes or were they there first? Like, did the security guy get shot or didn't he get shot? You're right. There were so many holes left. I don't think, and a lot of people, oh, they're covering it up and this and that. And I don't, you know what it is? I think it comes down to a legality, Tony, from a litigious situation. They don't want to admit, yeah, we screwed up because we're going to be the ones that get sued for $600 million. The MGM and their security, yep. they don't want to really admit what happened because they don't want to be the ones on the hook. And you got Live Nation. I mean, we don't really hear about it, but there are a lot of pending lawsuits going on with this stuff, right? I mean, you can oh, hold yeah. MG- and MGM negligible for this. I mean, the guy carried in 42 guns over the span exactly. of three days. And you guys the guy notice. put up cameras to see if people were coming. Yeah, and yeah, that's on your. How did not know it in a casino? Yeah. How do you not notice that? Yeah, you didn't notice. Live Nation, the concert. Well, it's your concert, man. You know what I mean? That's your responsibility. Uh, LVPD. Did you guys yeah. wait eighteen minutes? And let's be real, they did wait till he stopped shooting. That's yes. the fact. Yes, like, that's sort of that's the that sheriff Joe the the, the sheriff guy. Uh, Lombardo there in Vegas. He didn't do himself any favors at the press conference either, right? No. And so it's nope. the same thing with the Parkland stuff, though. They never, like, they don't really tell you the truth at first. Like, they never said, oh, yeah, by the way, you know, this guy stood outside and didn't go in. 
And then they threw that one cop under the bus, if you remember. Oh, yeah. Oh, like, I, Trump, I, Trump I was, called him a coward and stuff. I hate, out, that was so turn, wrong, what they did to but, that one guy. Yeah, but it turns out, like you said, there was like eight other guys who didn't go yeah. in. They all said, no, no, don't go in. Don't go in. Yeah. It, it was actually, there was actually an, uh, a military veteran that said, you know what? What was the protocol? Everybody's throwing this one guy. I don't know any protocol where it tells you to go in alone. He goes, I might have done it and might have, you know, to save people, but nowhere do they teach you this. So why, we, why is the guy fired for this? Yeah, and in fact, it, one thing. They sold that guy out big time. Well, there was a quick rush to judgment, and yeah. there was the quick thing, and they show a video. Oh, look, there he is hiding behind a wall. Yeah. He was actually telling other cops, you guys got to get back, man. This yeah. is getting crazy here. And he's even on record saying, I don't know where it's coming from. Now, everyone, yeah. it's easy for everyone to say, and I got to be honest, like, what would have happened if he would have ran in? He would have got shot. Yeah. <laughs> yes. He would have got sprayed. Oh, but for he sure. was a hero, right? Like, and, you know, it's honestly, too, more people could have got shot because the kid could have started spraying around more True. and stuff. Um, yeah, you know. Should he went in? Could he handle it differently? But and then Trump didn't do him any favors. And he got the president calling him a coward forty eight hours later. I'm I'm amazed he didn't kill himself. I thought he was going to commit suicide or something. Mm. That's yeah, brutal. That and, no and, tragedy. And, 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 and I'm sure I, I'm sure Donald Trump would have busted in there too and uh, yeah taken taken well, some bullets. Right? You don't remember Trump. <laughs> sure he would. You know, you yeah, he's, a, he's an American hero. Trump did say that. Trump said, he, "Oh, I, I, he would. I would. I would have gone in there and taken bullets." Yeah, a guy that didn't go to okay. Vietnam because he's got a bad ankle, yet he was on the baseball team at the same time. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I wouldn't want to go to Vietnam either. No, but, I know. Yeah, I mean, I'm also, I don't pretend to, that I'm uh, G.I. Joe now either. It's exactly. <laughs> Correct. It's, it's always that, though. It's like the John Bolton guy. He's the new, uh, yeah. you know, the new, yeah, that guy. He, I like him because he's old school, and I'm pretty sure he has a canteen in his desk. Yeah, but same thing. He, he no, he's never met a war man or a bomb that he doesn't like. Oh, you know yeah. how many days he spent enlisted in the military? None. <laughs> just you know, you're bringing some good uh, ammo to the table there, buddy. I'm just how about just, the guy? Just how, the about the guy that, how about the guy that they just try to get through to, to be the uh, veterans? Uh, uh, oh, doc, doc, uh, Doctor Ronnie. It, this is awesome. This story can't Dr. be true. Ronnie. This Man, story is so amazing. It can't be he true. Sounds like, he sounds like a good guy. I feel bad yeah. for him. They call him the Candyman because he hands oh. out drugs and pills so easily. Oh, yeah. No, 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 no. I, I got to be honest with you, too. From a guy that flies, like, he's, so he's handing out so people are going to sleep on planes. Yeah, what, what, but what, it, it, was, on, it, was, it was more than that. But yeah. He's, yeah. he's the guy. Because he looks the part. He looks like he yeah. should be on, like, NCSI. Yeah. NCIS. Dr. Ronnie Jackson. <laughs> okay. He sounds folksy. Yeah. He was the guy that gave Trump the uh, the uh, the medical. Uh, the, oh, yeah. He looks the great. Exam. Yeah, he looks Remember great. And he goes, he's got great genes. He might yeah. live to be 200. That's right. And they go, yeah. Trump has an exercise. The, he eats fast food. He goes, he's, uh, you can't say enough about his genes. Dude, he's this, got guy, great this guy said that Donald Trump was 6'3", 235, <laughs> 240. So he, that's what Albert Pujols is. Look, look, dude, look. There's a picture of uh, Donald Trump next to Albert Pujols. You tell me they're they're the same, all right? And uh, yeah, so Dr. Ronnie did such a good job bullshitting at the press conference that Trump thought it'd be a good idea. To, why not make him the head of the, the VA? Yeah, which is the most yeah. complicated. Yeah, 
most complicated okay. government agency exactly. with the most problems to run right now, where you are in charge of over 800,000 people. Good luck. And you're purchasing billion-dollar contracts. And, and old no Dr. Cash. Ronnie is going to do it. Dr. Dr. Ronnie. Ronnie. Now we and find out Dr. Guy. Ronnie likes to drink a little bit yeah, too much. Yeah, yeah, it likes to put people too many. <laughs> a few too many, he, he crashed the car, didn't hurt no one, but now it has to call and come out. Did you hear the like, story, Dr. Ronnie? <laughs> they were on the road with Barack Obama. He got so drunk, he, he was pounding the door of a female staff worker in the hotel. Hey, let me in, baby. <laughs> Secret Service had to tell him, hey, Dr. Ronnie, Ronnie you got to go to your room. Slow down. And I guess they were like, dude, you got to shut up. You're going to wake Brack up. Like, Brack was sleeping, and Dr. Ronnie's all pissed drunk in the hallway. <laughs> Sorry. Dr. Ronnie sounds like fun, though. Only the best. <laughs> only That's what, only this the is what's going to happen if Lou Mayone ever becomes the first Italian president, and we're all going to find our way to the White House, and this, this shit will happen. <laughs> well, that's true. You're right. Like, if Lou, you're right. Like, I don't know. I think Lou's more competent than Don. And... Um, <laughs> <laughs> and even Lou, like, so what are you saying? That if Lou Mayon becomes president, like, we could be cabinet ministers? And, yeah. Like, we'll be looking <laughs> Yeah. No, we won't be confirmed. I'll be the ambassador to Canada. I'll be the ambassador to Canada. Put them in. Put those guys what, in. Yeah. What job do you want, Tony? What, what just ambassador keep them away from want? me. I'm gonna be. I want to be Italy. I'm gonna be the ambassador of Italy. <laughs> yeah, you get a nice cushy job. Move to Rome, right? Get drunk and crash the gondolier. Oh, the best is, too, you could just be the biggest jerk, get drunk, commit crime, and just pull it out. Diplomatic immunity. Diplomatic immunity. <laughs> Love the diplomatic immunity card. No, it's crazy, man. You get these, these uh, like, to do. But these guys the have, like, killed people these with guys, the diplomatic immunity. Yeah, dude, there's stories here. Oh, they come here. They, it's unbelievable. They, yeah, they run someone over, sure, drunk yep, driving, driving in the car. Oh, sorry. No I, problem. Sorry, you can't do anything because, yeah, there's, all you can do dude. is ask them to go back to his country. You're you're a Do you're a Dodgers fan. I didn't know that Jamie McCourt was also in the in the Trump. Uh, uh, what, she's a, she's a, she's in charge of some other country. Yeah, what, Jamie Frank McCourt McCoy. got appointed by Trump. All she Frank, did was screw a rich man. Frank Frank McCourt's <laughs> wife. And yeah. Frank McCourt. Yeah, you know, real class guy owns parking lots. Uh, <laughs> he was a sleazeball owner of the Dodgers, dude. They were yeah. best with him, man. Oh, you know, the divorce was you know, fascinating. He's a, he's a Boston guy, right? Yeah. Didn't he try to buy yeah, the Red Frank, Sox? Yeah, yeah. yeah. He, he, they didn't let him get the Red Sox. They gave him the Dodgers. She's now the ambassador to Belgium. She is unqualified <laughs> anything except screw a rich man. Belgium? Yeah. That's amazing. It really is but just a big she joke. She gave 400 it's grand. Just a, I didn't know that. It's ridiculous. It's just a big joke. Like, she gave 400 grand to the Trump Victory Fund, and now she's the uh, ambassador of uh, Belgium, Jamie yeah. McCourt. She gave 400K, but don't worry. She gets it back. <laughs> she gets yep. it back with the job. She, gave two, she only gave two grand to Hillary. Fifty grand, Obama. She plays both ways. That's why her and her husband had troubles. One hire that he did do well, I'll give him credit. Linda McMahon, small oh, business. Yeah. Oh, she knows stuff. Yeah, you're, you're, you're helping run the WWE. You're doing something right. There's no like I. I maintain Vince McMahon is more qualified. Like Vince McMahon's smarter than Donald Trump. Would you agree, Tony? Like oh, Vince there's McMahon, no doubt like, about it. Yeah, like Vince. It must bother yeah. Vince in a sense that I can't that believe <laughs> this buffoon is president. And, like, I, you know, thing is, Vince never ran. He sent Linda out there to run. Like, Vince tried well, Vince. to take the world over. The thing is, 
Yeah, with the Me Too movement, man. Vince McMahon. He's got some like, skeletons. You think? Yeah. Like, do I think? But now it don't you matter don't after, the, God, after yeah. this president, right? It don't no, matter. No, you're right. Vince McMahon could just come out and say, yes, I acted inappropriately at times with yeah. females in the past. I'm sorry. I'm but I think they liked taxes. it. But I think they liked Muslim it. Could just come right out and say it. Yeah. But come on, I'm Vince McMahon. The best is when yeah. he's playing Linda in the roles too, and he's cheating on her with the young divas. There's not he doesn't he doesn't care. This guy, he'll do anything. A lot of skeletons La- in Vince McMahon's it, it's closet. It's a big closet. We got a few skeletons. I don't not that it, big. I don't think it matters anymore, though. No, no. Everything's out on the table now, man. If you can bang, you can grab them by the pussy. Yeah, you can. Yeah, you can say that on a boss. You can. You can bang adult porn stars. Like what? What is uncovered? We just don't have a gay guy yet. As soon as we get a guy, that, you know, a gay guy that has a couple homosexual affairs, that's unacceptable. I remember you think that'll be a problem. I remember Felipe Alou. I'm being sarcastic when I say that. Um, <laughs> Uh, just for the record, I don't want people to hear uh, uh, No, but I remember Felipe Alou. Uh, remember Felipe Alou, longtime manager, right? Boys yes. Alou's kid. So Alou, uh, we'll hit this on the other side, actually. It's funny enough. Good story? Ah, it's short. We're talking gay guys and hit this after the break. Love it. Yeah, this story is like Gary Batman. Short. <laughs> Did you know that you can listen to this show live on the award-winning Fantasy Sports Radio Network? Listen on the iHeartRadio app, the TuneIn Radio app, or download the Fantasy Sports Radio Network app. The Fantasy Sports Radio Network is the only totally free, 24-7, 365 Fantasy Sports Network of its kind without a subscription. Check out YouTube Live on the Fantasy Sports Network YouTube page and participate in the program in there, where you can ask questions, discuss the topics with other fantasy enthusiasts, or tell everyone that you disagree. Call into your favorite show and ask your question. The number is 844-84-FNTSY. That's 844-843-6879. The Fantasy Sports Radio Network, your free fantasy source, 24 hours a day. says, uh, get off uh, Dr. Ronnie's yeah. back, man. I like Dr. Ronnie. If you've ever, ever had a panic attack on a plane, the candy man, he's helping people out. I'm not surprised <laughs> that a guy walks around with a gym bag <laughs> with baggies and uh, pills in them is a fan of Dr. Ronnie's uh, what's Dr. The, Ronnie's what's work. What's in the bag would have been a good one today. A lot of a lot of mixed stuff. Now, listen, got, yeah. Dr. Ronnie, he's obviously not this incompetent clown that everyone suddenly is making him out to be. I mean, he's been the so he's, yeah, he's, he's the White House physician. Yeah, he's loose with pills. And he's been an emergency physician in a war zone, yeah. etc. Like he's a he's an honorable man. Right? But he's not qualified to be running the, the VA. VA. Exactly. And Trump put him in this position. By nominating him for this. You know what I mean? It's like basically, you know, if they, they said, all right, Cam, you know what? Uh, we heard that you when you grew up, you wanted to be a fireman. And they just made you like the chief of fire. 
Like, you're the new fire chief. And like, you got to go and negotiate the new contracts. You'd be like, I don't know what the hell I'm doing. I can't lie to you. It's Gabe. like Kramer. I did fire training, and it went didn't go very well. Yeah, it's funny I say because, yeah, you seem like you'd be. Uh, no, it didn't go well at all. No? No. It's actually, I'm opposite to my father. My father's actually a professional scuba diver that can hold on underwater before he got COPD for two minutes. And, he, and to pass the test, you have to put on all the equipment and tanks <laughs> while you hold your breath. I tried to do it. I had a panic attack. Then I tried, and then we had a firefight. And when I worked at the refinery, they did fire training. And uh, you know how heavy that gear is? I got to hand it to firefighters. It's a tough bag. And then once the smoke and stuff comes, yeah, like I, I freak out. I'm not going to lie to you. <laughs> yeah. I panic and I freak out and I didn't get it done. Straight up truth. The, I actually did the same thing. I failed the uh, test. But what happened was they had a CPR part of the test. Well, you did a yeah. fireman test too, Tony? Really? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. They put the CPR test out there. They put Annie, the dummy, out there. And right. the doll, and, and I took my pants off, and they put me home. <laughs> Making love to the St. John's ambulance doll. You misinterpreted <laughs> what mouth to mouth was. Yes, yes, yes. Yeah, like yeah, you, mouth you, you, yeah, you pulled it out, like <laughs> hey, baby. <laughs> so, yeah. so we were talking. So yeah, I was mentioning, uh, yeah. So Felipe Alou. So I remember they were. Uh, oh, this, this was like in the you know. 90s type thing, yeah. right? Late 90s. So sort of a bigger deal, gay athletes. And I think the the, the Billy Bean guy. Yeah, that's right. With Oakland? Yeah. So it was the gay. And, and uh, they asked Felipe Alou because a couple of guys on the Expo said at the time, man, there ain't no gay guys on this team. And, you know, that sort yeah. of attitude. And Felipe Alou, I remember he said, I'd rather have uh, a good gay guy on my team than the drug-using, adulterer, drunk-driving guys that are on my team. <laughs> wow. <laughs> He's re- yeah, like, wow. He, he said that. He, oh, yeah, he just said, threw them right out of the bus. You know what I mean? <laughs> well, my favorite ads on TV here in the background here, McGruff. Uh, oh, Geico. yeah, McGruff the crime dog. Yeah, they don't, wait, McGruff hey, want to walk? Hey, guys, I think I busted the case <laughs> wide open. <laughs> the prince at the scene. Oh, does McGruffy Wuffy need to go to the bathroom? Like, the, the level of condensation is pretty aggravating here. It's true. Like, McGruff really should, like, attack him. I agree. I'd be like, arr, you know, just, you know, get him. I got to hand it to Geico. Their campaigns for the last little while, like, from the caveman to now, they're just, uh, they just get it right. Who's ever they should with the goddamn amount kid, of money I'm paying them. They get a lot of money. <laughs> Sorry, Tony. When I was a kid, I, know that you're sure. I loved the McGruff ads, and <laughs> yeah. it almost made me not to want to be a juvenile delinquent, but not quite no, not quite enough. No, no you, Like, when I would commit a crime as a teenager, I felt bad. I'd think of McGruff. I was like, man, I like McGruff, but sorry, McGruff. <laughs> God, I got to do what so, I got to yeah. do. Sorry, McGruff, what's, what's done. So, well, you you uh, you're, you work with the Geico. You're with the lizard uh, people, uh, Tony. Geico? Yeah, I, that's who I got my insurance from. It's too much money, though. I, I'm paying too much. I'm paying for a lizard. I'm paying for all these crazy things. And, you're paying uh, for iced tea commercials. So yeah, basically yeah, your money's yeah. going to the trendy Madison Avenue. Yeah. Um, advertising company that's coming up with these cool ads. <laughs> yeah. So if you have no commercials and a shitty insurance agency, you should be able to afford my premiums. Give me a call. Our boy, our boy T-Bone has a yeah. lot of insurance issues all the time. He's been hit twice, like, uh, by, by yeah. different people. Chicks. In, in cars, both yeah. time uh, automobiles. Yeah, yeah, and he's got, like, payments out of it and stuff. And he didn't speak uh, very highly of uh, State Farm. State Farm oh. did him wrong? Yeah, and you know what? I've actually done business with State Farm, and I don't speak highly of them no. either. They suck. All right? Hey, State Farm, hey, clean up hey, your Jake. game. Hey, Jake, blow me. 
<laughs> that should work, be the Geico. Jake? That Rockies? should be the Geico commercial. If we could just all be honest all the time, right? The Geico commercial should be some this this big six foot six former NBA star say, "Hey, you know what? State Farm effed me. Jake, blow me." And that would be a great commercial. And by the way, the general, it's not cheap. Like uh, Shaq oh, and the, the general? other guy no. say, uh, that's oh, the lowbrow one. That's the, the thing. Like, oh, the general. No, no, it says, this is the, this is the trick, right? I don't, trust, I don't trust an insurance company that has a that the slogan is animated. <laughs> 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 You're right. Their corporate representative's a cartoon. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? I called them though. I called the general. No, the problem is you can't even do it from like from you from called the from, from Marenzi Studios, Canada. Yeah. No, like I, I, I was looking for forty dollars a month insurance with the general to go real lowbrow. Nah, it's not happening. No, it's a scam. No, no, you got to go with the uh, the Bel Air Direct then. You got to go with the one that with guy. The yeah, no, you want to talk about sucks? That guy sucks. No, you're right. Though. All five hundred a month. All the insurance companies should just say that in the ad. We're gonna f you over. But yep. we got a better commercial than the other guy. You know what I mean? Because <laughs> you're right. Man, there's nothing that angers me more besides the stupid pharmaceutical ads in which side effects include remember, death, remember, suicide remember, attempts. Remember. You know what I mean? Yeah. Complete alcohol. Like, yeah. Those ads kill me. But, but is, the, uh, is the insurance ones. You know, like the, you know, sometimes they do the melodramatic music. We're there for you after the flood. It's like, no, you're not. You know, after Hurricane Katrina, you told people it was an act of God. Exactly. You know, like they haven't paid people for the, the Hurricane Sandy in New Jersey still yet. They're arguing about that. How insurance companies are scumbags unless yeah. you want to advertise on right, this show. Yeah, exactly. Then you're a great guy. But, Marenzi, I thought you said they were creeps. <laughs> yeah, that's before I met them. They're good guys. <laughs> and, and State Farm protects American <laughs> families better than any other insurance company. So cows don't kill you. So what are you saying? You like to just step on that Geico? Like, if you saw that Geico talking in his little British accent, would you? what would you do? Would you shake his hand or just, like, punt him like a football? I like to pee on him. You want to yeah, piss, piss on, on him, too. I, yeah. I think the Lizard's the worst out of their whole campaign. You like, guys, He-Man he, was good. McGruff was good. Uh, He-Man's the best. That's what I'm saying. He-Man. Like, Skeletor doesn't want to pay a lot for insurance either. But this stupid Lizard, I'm going to tell you, the Lizard actually, Americans don't want to hear a Lizard with a British accent. That he Let me tell ad, you that. That He-Man ad is awesome. Uh, Let me ask you something. Hey, why do Skeletor, we, we give us one good reason why we shouldn't ban you for eternity. <laughs> Geico can save you 10% on car insurance? <laughs> when, when us it's Americans can't afford, we can't afford drugs. He takes off. See on the flip side, suckers. Exactly. <laughs> us Americans that can't afford drugs, how come we get them from Canada by mail really Dude, cheap? I'm not into insurance, right? <laughs> <laughs> Tony just wants drugs through the mail. That's I don't even, say. I don't even we have get a it fire. Cheap. <laughs> we get it oh, yeah, in Canada, we, though. Trust me, have you seen uh, the, what, what we pay for meds? You have no idea. It's ridiculous, man. <laughs> Obamacare is a joke compared to what we pay. Like, it's crazy. If you don't have health insurance and stuff, you know those pills that no, I'm taking? It's not even close, Cam. What? It's not even close. Like, even, like, you think you're paying a lot and stuff. Like, you're not. Really? Yeah. Like, that pill, a pill that in Canada costs, like, $3.00. Cost like twelve. So you're saying my heart meds that I pay ninety dollars for would be like hundred and eighty in the states? Yeah, they'd be like yeah. You have to pay sixty dollars wow. to get an erection. Like once. you remember, you remember like the EpiPen. Yeah, the EpiPen. What do they charge for that EpiPen thing when they raised it? Um, was eight hundred bucks in Canada? It's, it's like ninety nine dollars. 
Really? Yeah. Oh, yeah. my like, God. It's not even close. That's brutal. Americans get gouged. Oh, wow. The guys I, I didn't realize yeah, it's that bad. They, they get gouged uh, for, for medical. Uh, brutal. Pharmaceutical companies own Congress, man. They run, they run the government. Yeah, 300 to 600 for without insurance for the, for the EpiPen. Yeah. That's, That's nuts. Yeah, the thing costs like 19 bucks to make. <laughs> um, you know, what? honestly, what it is, too, if you look, you look on television, I'm more serious. No, now we're getting deep here, but... You'll notice, like, the news networks, the cable news networks never investigate the corruption and the gouging uh, and Congress. Like, Congress voted against it. Brack actually tried to get them to stop gouging, and Congress said, no, no, let's keep gouging people. So, because yeah. Congress, Congress, you know, all their big contributors, they get donated max donations. Big from Pharma? All from, at big Pharma. And big. why doesn't anyone rock them? You know, they're too busy. Oh, my God, did Donald Trump sleep with a hooker yeah. 13 years ago? Good point. Anderson Cooper, if you want to keep him honest, Anderson, why don't you do a story about how your advertisers are uh, hooking everyday uh, Susie Housecoat to uh, pharmaceuticals? But you don't yes. because they're your advertisers. Correct. That'd be like us telling people, uh, you know what, don't play fantasy sports. It's going to ruin your life. <laughs> <laughs> don't, don't bet on games. Yeah, don't it becomes try. addictive. It, it, it might become you. addictive. Yeah, don't don't bet. The juice is too much. You can't don't win touch it. fantasy. It's only certain to five people win all the time. <laughs> we could never say that. Amazing. We got to keep it real, though, Tony, right? Got to keep it real, like Meek Mill. Yeah, so, yeah, this Meek Mill stuff. <laughs> Since when right. do NBA teams send helicopters There's for to pick you up from jail? I know it's unbelievable. Yeah. Num- number two, man, this Meek Mill stuff. People in Philadelphia acting like this guy's Nelson Mandela or something. I know, I know. Like he's some political. <laughs> Don't yeah. violate your probation. You wouldn't have went to jail, Meek. With the cost of that whole episode of putting Meek Mill in the stadium, in that they could have uh, went Joel Olstein and actually uh, fed fifty homeless people and gave them shelter for the night. Or bought Victoria Olstein a new pair of shoes. <laughs> yes. That you, know she needs, you, need, you know she needs a new pair of shoes. Funny one, even I showed you guys what she looked like. Even you right away came, you're like, oh, those eyes, I don't trust her. It's funny because, you know, I, I, when you live in the She birds, really she, does have oh, that look. That she has the look of, like, just, like, evil Stepford wife type. <laughs> you know, the type that would just, yeah, like, she would have no problems taking all oh, the money in your wallet you, and your home. I'm telling you, man, we're going to find out. We're going to find out that Joel Olstein's a good guy. But she's wearing them. She's like, we only raised $1.8 million this month, Joel. You better step it up. You know, and like, he's a thin guy. He's a small she guy. She wears the pants. You could all, you could just tell by looking at her who wears the pants in that relationship. She does. That would be so fun. crazy if my pastor, my she pastor. She's kind of hot, though. Yeah, my pastor <laughs> had eight pools, five play, oh, well, fireplaces, yeah. and also got a strap on at night. That would yeah, be too she, much. She but is that'd nice. Be too but the, much. Here it is. It's the it's you said it. It's, it's the eye. Victoria Olstein, wife of televangelist Joel Olstein, was removed from an airplane in December 2005 for failing to comply. Attendant oh. uh, request. Olstein was upset about liquid found on her seat while boarding. When flight attendants could not help her right away, she reportedly stormed towards the cockpit, knocking over a flight attendant and arguing with another. She basically Whoa. went full she, out. Do you know who the F yep, I am? Yeah, Postal. It's very, very Christian of her, wasn't it? Look at those eyes, Marenzi. Snake eyes. Those are serpent eyes right there. You can't trust them. 
Joel yeah. Olstein was on the scene and had to uh, yeah. calm everyone. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Witnesses said Joel was very pleasant. <laughs> yes, Joel was the man. Very, very pleasant. He says, "Hey, sounds like Victoria should hook up with uh, Baker Mayfield." You know, Tony, there's <laughs> something I don't like that bandana man that he wears. Yeah, I don't like the now. bandana. Like it really, really, really bothers me. Like I'm really, really starting to dislike this kid. And I've been ripping him on Twitter all day, and people are starting to turn on me now. Like, uh, like, oh, oh, he's such a good guy. Yeah, it never ends. So he hung up on uh, Gus Cook. Uh, you see this? Um, no. Um, yeah, so um, Gus uh, wants uh, Baker Mayfield. Baker Mayfield's, uh, you know, looking for an agent, et cetera. Yep. And this guy, uh, what's his name? Gus Cook, right? That's the guy's name. I just want to make sure I'm not getting it backwards or whatever. It was Brett Favre's agent, so Baker Mayfield. Here he is. All right, here's this. Let me get this story right. Yeah, Bus Cook. What did I say? Gus. Gus. Bus. Gus. Yeah, Bus. Get on the bus, Gus. Bus. <laughs> what kind of name is Bus? Yeah, <laughs> Bus. Yeah, he, he's he's a vehicle. Yeah, all right. So uh, uh, Victoria. Victoria also said uh, one time in a. Uh, Joel let her get the mic one time, and it didn't turn out well. No. When you come to says. church. <laughs> when you come to church. When you worship him, you're not doing it for God, really. You're doing it for yourself <laughs> because that's what makes God happy. Do it for yourself. <laughs> Joel got the mic back after that. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Thanks, honey. <laughs> yeah, you're telling me, man. Wow. I'd like to have a drink with Joel like someday, like when he's really been yeah. honest. Joel, what's up with Victoria, man? Like. She's a handful, Marantz. He'd, like, he'd be like, Gabriel, you have no idea. Oh, what idea? Fortunately, the Lord's strength <laughs> gets me through. All right, so Baker Mayfield's got a uh, Facebook series going on. I didn't know oh. this. Uh, behind a, yeah, Baker. I, I want one of them. Behind Baker. All right, oh. uh, in which he behind shares intimate Baker. details on the process of uh, going to the National Football League. Mayfield oh, that's why he has to go to the draft now. Probably Facebook wants him to go. Mayfield, why is he going? He said he's not going. Is he going now? Yeah, he said he's not going, but he's, he said he's feeling pressure that he yeah, should yeah, go. Yeah, exactly. Mayfield uh, gave some initial intimate details on a very short phone call he had with Bus Cook, prominent player agent who's best known for representing Brett Favre and currently Cam Newton. Nice. Big time. Big agent. time. Uh, apparently, the phone call ended pretty quickly because Mayfield hung up. He's <laughs> out of the 23-year-old. Uh, explain the situation. Bus Cook, Brett Favre's agent. Great story. Uh, says Mayfield. Every agent does the same thing. They give you their resume. They go on and on about all this stuff. Finally, he was about to give me a chance to talk, and he asked, so when did Bob Stoops start recruiting you? And I literally said, excuse me? And then he repeated the question. And I said, I got to go, and I just hung up on him. Because Baker Mayfield is offended that um, that uh, Bus doesn't Cook already know that. Doesn't know the story that Bob Stoops didn't recruit him, and he was he was let go by Texas Tech, and he left Texas Tech and went to Oklahoma. So this kid is so freaking arrogant that he's willing to hang up on Brett Favre and Cam Newton's agent because the guy doesn't know your story. Like really, like this? You know, this is the kid that you, you everyone's talking about. The one to take in the top three. How fun? Did you hear? How fun? What about the suckers? San Diego story? Did you hear about that? Yeah, yeah, the, the Chargers. I talked about it, Tony. Yeah, the playbook. Oh, yeah, didn't learn the playbook. I like, I like what he said. I have a lot on my plate, he told them. Uh, that's amazing. And you know what? Camera 2 Drew, who's a fantasy uh, kid, good yeah. guy, Yep. and a couple other millennial types said, what's the problem with this? He's not going to the Chargers anyways. 
That's Jesus not the point. Christ. How do you know you're I not would, going to the Chargers? I wouldn't pick him. He'd be off my board after hearing that. No, we're in agreement. He's a punk. I'm saying if, if the Buffalo Bills take him, I'm becoming a Cleveland Brown fan. <laughs> I'll go from one piece of crap team to another. <laughs> Red Heat Ridge continues. Lineup lock live. Tyrod, baby. Josh Gordon, Jarvis Landry.